when the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Hello everyone, welcome to the Scott and Paul Ramblin podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here, as always, my good friend and co-host, Paul Cider. <laughs> okay then, just jumping right into that, aren't we? Yes. We're drinking cider, yes, we're having a relaxing... We're having day. some Strongbow, we're having some Magners, I have some wine. Mm-hmm. If any of you people want to sponsor us, any of you at all, any of you that listen, Come on, man. We're 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 holding out for you, man. Magnus Dark for it to be more specific. I've only tried it once or twice, but I remember I prefer it to regular Magnus. But the Magnus people want to sponsor us. Yes, I'll I'll talk up your regular Magnus. Yeah, as much as you want. How can you not want to drink tonic wine, Scott? Look, so swanky. Let's say I didn't. I just said I kindly refused when you offered it, and you kept doing your Mrs. Doyle. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Go I on. did, I did. But yes, hello everyone, and. Today, apart from sitting with you people and enjoying some good cider and some good wine, I will be enjoying some. We will be covering today, Scott. We will be covering Toy uh, Story number not number one, not number three or four, but number two, the best one for our eclectic escapade. Well, you think it's the best one? I'm not saying it's not. I don't know if I can choose a favorite. Maybe by default, maybe basically just say the first one. Oh, but that's by, fine. by by. For, I don't think there's a bad film in this series. I will even say that the third and fourth one are good for their own reasons. Oh no, I'd, I'd still they're, they're agree with you on that. Because like, you think of other franchises that went that had a gaps for years and then later brought out sequels. You know, weirdly, Toy Story is one of the few franchises that actually bought out decent sequels yeah. years after the original happened. We're talking about you, Godfather 3. <laughs> yeah, but like, so like, you think about, oh, you, you, people wait years for future insults of films and sometimes they disappoint, but Toy Story still manages to find a way to, to satisfy fans like the the third one had a had a moment that's actually briefly foreshadowed in this movie and it made a lot of people need, really very sad in the cinema and I oh yeah it. yeah like, like yeah hmm. yeah there's mention of a landfill where all toys will end up and then they nearly end up in the third one and everyone's like mm-hmm. they're not going to end it like this are they no not mr angry eyes no <laughs> with all of the reason that we're drinking cider in the show not that we need a reason, but there is one. <laughs> Not that we need a reason to drink. <laughs> We're adults, we can do what we want as our show. Yes, we want to be alcoholics, professional alcoholics, and we fucking will be. Yes, we will. Ha! Huzzah! But what yeah. we're recording this the day after the show that you've already heard, the uh, review of the Royal Rumble 1993, we we're going to do both on the same day, and I was going to come up today, and we were just going to drink, we were just going to hang out, because Paul... Because Paul gets lonely and he needs his friend. I do, I do need my friends. And Scott, you're a good friend. Thank you. You're a good friend. You brought cider. I brought cider. Hey, we all brought cider. And we, everyone was happy. Yes, yes, we were. And we we, we, we did briefly talk to my beloved Brian mm-hmm. on, on the phone because he is he is on Kitty watching duties today. Yeah. He will he'll be joining me tomorrow, which will be... Awesome. Yeah. That's sad, because I was looking forward to the three of us getting a chance to just chill, you know, and not have to have Brian sit in another room while we record. Am I not good enough to chill with? Well, no, but sometimes <laughs> I don't, I don't. I rarely get a chance to really just chill with Brian. That's true. 
like when we did that uh, three way uh, watch along for Burn uh, Threats in 2000 for Rogue Opinion, that was one of the most I've ever got to get Brian to chill out with Brian and I managed at the same time to hang out with him and get him on a podcast. Yeah, which is a fucking rarity. I know. Look at my skill, you can tell I'm not drunk yet. Paul's dangling a, a can on his on his hand. I'm balancing a can on the back of my hand very coolly. Mm. See? Good for you. Uh, but basically, we decided to say, oh, girls, I've still got to come up and get drunk with and hang out with Paul, but let's just, what, let's just talk about Toy Story 2 at the same time because, well, you listen to the Warrior Rumble 93 review, I'm assuming. It's very long. It is very long, but very in-depth. Yes, and we thought... We can't pack, we can't do the uh, Toy Story after that. Basically, given it was eight o'clock at night, almost yeah. when we finished, we were we were very um, particular. Like we talked quite a lot about the IC title match. Mm. Oh, we yeah. might have had more time for uh, for me to come up and do both if I wasn't working that same day. We're coming up on a day where I'm off. I've been given a couple extra days off over the Easter weekend for my annual leave. Yeah, even though you're here on a Saturday Easter weekend, but I'm mainly up here because it's my day off and. And spending it with Paul and you people to talk about Toy Story 2. And, obviously, we've seen the day it was an eclectic escapade. If you didn't listen to the first eclectic escapade where we talked about David Ty Pierce and Kelsey Grammer's parts in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Basically, eclectic, and you don't know that what eclectic escapade is. It's basically us looking at Frasier actors and their most prominent roles outside of the realm of Frasier. And this is another one where this is Frasier, this is 1999 this was released, so Frasier... Very much, right about, maybe right about the point we're in now, we're in season six or seven, yeah, maybe. Yeah, right about that. Really, still going very strong, obviously, it would go, it would go on for ten seasons, so no signs of slowing. It would for eleven seasons. At least it would, yeah. But, still, but, <laughs> even, but my point was going to be that, basically, at the time when this came out, Kelsey Grammer is still doing Frasier, that's showing no signs of ending anything. Oh, no, so no, because no, 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 no. They're still weeping great success from that, yes. ratings wise and well, hence, hence why we got quite a star for what was at the time the, one of the bigger Pixar franchises. Yeah, yeah. And, like, oh, we, I need to talk a little bit, I'm going to talk about some background information I found out about Toy Story 2, so we're going to, like, review the whole not just Kelsey Grammer's part, and even though yeah. when it, when I get to the third act of the movie, it turns out his part is a bit crucial to the yeah, well, we, to Woody's we, have, arc in the story. we do have all our massive actors in this. I mean, we have Kelsey, we have Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Tim Allen. Yeah, obviously. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack it. plays a debuting uh, Jesse the Cowgirl. Mm-hmm. Well, this would be so. the last one featuring Jim Varney, who would sadly pass between the second and third as yeah, well. Yeah, he was the the voice of Slinky, yeah. uh, the dog, and uh, he, the, the role would be taken on by a good friend of Jim Varney's, Blake Clark, who... I mainly know his Farmer Frank from the Sam, Adam Sandler uh, Waterboy movie. He's good in that. He is good in that. He's, he's, ki- he's kind of like... I, I, I do always kind of get freaked out in that scene where they win. Mm-hmm. And he's slow motion twisting his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, ah, we won. I mean, people celebrate in their own ways, you know? Mm. It's not a way I would celebrate. I didn't celebrate like that when Rangers won the other night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If Rangers somehow managed to go on and, and win... Oh, celebrate like that if Rangers actually win the fucking... I was going to say, you'll be, you'll be, you won't be saying that. I was going to say, they win, will oh, you? Oh, no, I'll be running around the fucking streets doing that, going, Yes, we won. One, two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be cool. Well, even though Toy Story, as across as me from, all, had a big, had a good record of bringing in big actors, not just, like, across the seagulls for people to do role-specific films, but, like, the cast that they managed to keep on, like your Tom Hanks, your Tim Allen, mm-hmm. the two key roles of 
of Woody and Buzz, like, respectively, but, like, the third one they brought in, like, Michael Keaton to voice Ken, everything, they got Timothy Dalton in for a role, and yeah. they got Keanu Reeves for the fourth one, you yeah. know, that was cool, but, like, like, that wee guy, like, got pumped in Deliverance, he did one of them too. They were one of the, like, f- f- more notable, one of the more notable franchises that had big names involved there that really suited the roles. Yeah. And they were given, not just given the the roles, basically given the fact that, so they can see certain people are in the film, but they weren't the first studio to do that. So Disney had, in, the, in 92 and 94, the, a few years before Toy Story began, they had also the success of E Mini Renaissance, it was called at the time, they had films like Aladdin with Robin Williams and, mm. you know, the Lion King came out the year before the first Toy Story, the fucking cast in that. Yeah, well, There's a lot yeah. of notable actors. Matthew Broderick, James Earl Jones, Jeremy Irons. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. So many, like, very noteworthy actors in that. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the voice of Young. I mean, he was big in the age alongside Tim Allen. He was, yeah, the, he was, he he was, was one of the sons in, in Home Improvement, like the middle child. Yeah, he was, he was, he was the, out of the children in Home Improvement, he was the one that actually had a career for he, a little bit. He was, like, billed as, like, the one who was going to break out. He actually, appeared, you know, he popped up at WrestleMania 11, randomly. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just, was he, like, one of those random celebrities that turn up in WrestleMania and, like, put the camera on and go, oh, look, it's him? Look, yeah, WrestleMania 4 and 5, uh, four, WrestleMania uh, uh, 10 and 11, they randomly were very much, look, look at all these celebrities. Yeah. Business is not doing badly at all right oh, now. Oh, look, it's Lawrence Taylor. I wonder what he's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Pamela Anderson's walking to the ring with Diesel. Oh, look, Pamela Anderson's in the ring with Shawn Michaels looking hella uncomfortable as he dances around her. Looking like, I don't want to be here right yeah. now. I don't want to be with this sweaty, cocky bitch. <laughs> they made the idea of like, the winner of the world walking into WrestleMania with Pat Lanson, like a bigger prize than the idea of the, the winner going the on the winter going on to wrestle for the WR Championship. Mm. Well, look, it did I, I, I did think of a very interesting, like, see if we'd ever come up for a wrestling quiz again between the two of us. Uh-huh. I thought of a really good question, but then I remembered my John Nord question. I thought that would be a cunt of a question. Hmm. I was I was going to say, and you might know it. What is the connection between WrestleMania and Tremors? I don't know. Reba McIntyre. Oh, okay. Who the fuck is that? Well, she played. You know, you've seen Tremors, right? No, I know it. I know Kevin ah. Bacon was in the first one. Well, Tremors features Reba McIntyre in that movie. She's one of the characters in it. She is also a very famous country western singer mm-hmm. who went and sang the national anthem at one of the WrestleManias. Fair enough. Hence the connection between Tremors and WrestleMania. I would have not got that. Yeah. But now, but you've, now you've told me that. You, now you've wasted your question. No, before. because it, it was an asshole question. I think it might have even been worse than the John Nord question. It would have been, probably. But you know me. I, I, I go for those nitpicky little questions because I have nothing. Mm. <laughs> so let's, let, let me give you I also when we do wrestling shows I also give you the background sometimes of the stories or I tell you about the bio dates and the attendance and stuff like that I've got you some do. interesting information about Toy Story 2 about Toy Story 2 but first I must talk also about Toy Story 1 in 1988 the people the creators behind Toy Story John Lasseter who helped direct and co-write both this and the first one they did a wee short film called uh, Tin Toy I remember was, that one yeah and it was based on how the Disney approached them, you know, to do a full-length feature film, but from the perspective of a toy, they thought it was a great concept. Yeah, it really was, yeah. And obviously, through then, Toy Story would come in. So, it's the Toy Story, the first one, was the first major feature film produced by 
Pixar Studios. Obviously, people know that there's films by Pixar and then there's Disney themselves. And <laughs> sorry, I was just wondering, like after the first Toy Story, yeah, I wonder how many of those little asshole kids that were like always breaking their toys and shit. <laughs> Freaked out and didn't want to actually hurt their toys after seeing the first Toy Story movie. I wonder, yeah. How many of them were worried about the head turning on and going, so play nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then his wee sister wear a dolly. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, honestly, Disney at the time they had their success, they had their, their lot from like the Lion King, they had Aladdin, they had a good. That record at the time. Oh, Aladdin, which featured the now sadly past Gilbert Gottfried. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so, famous as well. I I I shared that on Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sad because I like Gilbert Gottfried, mm-hmm. and I remember him from Aladdin, from uh, Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. too. And I remember him. I also remember him from Nutty Professor. Yeah. Because, you know, he was in the Nutty Professor. Who was he in the Nutty no, Professor? No, and Doctor Doctor Doolittle was one. Oh, he's not. He, do you remember when he was trying to help out all the animals when they yeah. all came to his house? Yeah. You remember the little overly excitable yeah, little yeah. white dog? He yeah, was like, dog. throw the ball, throw the ball, you fucking ball, I'm going to bite you. That, that was good with Godfrey, and then he threw his ball. He threw the ball! <laughs> he threw the ball! <laughs> it. I learned a good fact when I was doing a film quiz for USSR that they did three Aladdin, like for the, the original, the Return of Jafar, and then the, the King of Thieves. King of Thieves is actually pretty good in terms of Disney, like, Sequels and everything. Yeah, I like the Return of Jafar with with Dan Castellaneta. I was what I was going to say. Like, I didn't know that. And this, this first and the third one is Robin Williams doing the voice of it, the genie. But the second time it was taken over by Dan Castellaneta, who is most notable for the Simpsons and primarily the voice of uh, Homer Simpson. But he also does numerous characters, particularly I think Grimskeeper Willie. He also does as well. He does a lot. He of might, I think he might do Skinner as well. Oh. The thing is, uh-huh. sadly, who really references The Simpsons nowadays? No one really. No one really. It has become a very, very, very unwatchable programme. Then, yes, yeah, also one of three Fraser Andrews to pop up in Friends. He was like the guy who gave us information about the monkey. But then also, uh, you had Harry Shearer, who voices most probably Smithers and Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. He popped up as a guy who basically was trying to buy the monkey for some sort of weird fighting thing. Yeah. And then... Someone who had nothing to do with the monkey and because obviously popped up as Phoebe's reoccurring love interest, David. I like David. Who is that? I was just I was just saying to my friend how you were the most beautiful woman in the world, and then and then you started yelling at me. <laughs> I was watching the episode where he came back, but Phoebe's dating Paul Rudd's character at the time, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here to talk to people, give us our our grants of how it's a it's a good thing that we we spent all our money and accomplished nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we'll, we'll get into uh, Toy Story. A big thing we took with Disney, as I was going to say, was the fact they had the trailer, but there uh, was like hand drawn animation at the time. That was their, their bread and butter, but this was the first ever probably computer generated animation film. This mm. was literally a big game changer for animated films at the time. Yeah. And also considering how we look at how computers were in the early 90s compared to how they are now, it's even bigger accomplishment when you yeah. think about it. Ironically, with Toy Story, obviously, a lot of films are primarily kids' focus. Obviously, you want to sell toys from it. It's not funny that a film about toys did really well selling toys. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of the characters from toys. I had Woody. Oh, you had them? I had Woody. I didn't have one with a string. I just had a regular Woody. I had Buzz. <laughs> did you? Don't. 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 
had a regular Woody, didn't you? Done. I had Buzz. Buzz. had a regular one. <laughs> Wait, I, had, I had a weird version of Buzz. My brother, like me, because it didn't want me and my brother having the same one. My brother had the regular with the regular colors. Yeah. I had a weird version of Buzz where his color scheme was like silver and a bit of purple. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. I don't know if that was a, a rare one to have. I, I never had Toy Stories. I had Power Rangers. I have Power Rangers as well. Yeah, but I like, only had three of them though. I never. I had the red one mm-hmm. and the blue one and the black one. Mm. I never. I never got. Well, I always wanted the fucking Green Ranger. Uh. Never the White Ranger because he was a goody two shoes prick. <laughs> I wanted the Green Drag- Ranger mm. with the Dragon Zord. Uh, yeah, he was cool. I had the gra- I had the Dragon Zord like dagger thing. Yeah, the little, little little flute thing. The little flute, yeah. The guy, the guy that was so evil and powerful, he could play his flute and nobody was fucking him. With his through his helmet, and nobody would question like you play the flute like and he's selling my flute. I'll get my dragon though. Yes, I play the flute to summon my dragon. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but like I had Woody, I had Buzz, I had Slinky, I had, cool. Re- I had Rex, I had Prospector, Bullseye. You had Prospector. Ah, he was not in the box, unfortunately. Uh, I don't. Did I have Jesse? I don't know if I did. Did you have? Did you have Pig? I didn't have ham or Mr. Potato Head, unfortunately. You didn't have Vegetable Man? No, I did not have the Vegetable Man or Mr. Angry Eyes. Whatever <laughs> you wish to call him. Ah, the walls are closing in. <laughs> Quick, help me prop up Vegetable Man. But my dad, yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had, I had a lot of the action figures. I, I did not have any, but I always... when the You know when the Disney store was still, you know, oh, yeah. good? Yeah, there's the store that was in Sydney. Yeah, I used to walk around that store going, I wish I could afford these things. <laughs> But then I didn't, and I went in there once, a little drunk, and just sat in the big stuffed toy bit, and that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I miss that shop. I miss shops like that. I know. With death of the high street, man. I know. That's a whole issue we don't want to get into on this show. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. But I, I loved going to the, the Disney store and looking at the Toy Story things, and occasionally buying little things like I could afford, like squidgy things and key rings. Oh, yeah, I've not tried Magnus the Dark Foot in a long time. That's actually better than I remember it being. Yeah, and it's cold too. It is, yeah, very cold. Uh, also, I went to Disneyland in 2006. I want to go back because they've added so much more. Like, they've got Star Wars integrated stuff because Disney bought Lucasfilm and everything. My mum went with my cousin <laughs> and uh, Manny and they did this like, Star Wars parade with my Star Wars characters and like, she sent my videos and like, like, they were wanting to go. I was wanting to watch them. Like, fucking, I would have been there. Like, you can't go to Disneyland, Scott. Now you're a, you're a straight heterosexual male. Fuck, I'm going to go to Disneyland. I'm going to go to Disneyland. <laughs> you're you're not some woke LGBTQ question mark number two five square seven. I went to. I remember to watch when film like I felt like if I'd been there, they'd be like, "Oh, can we go? My house, can we go? Fucking Darth Maul's going to be here in a minute." <laughs> No, I never been there. I've never, I've never been abroad. Yeah. But I, I did go to Alton Towers. No, it's a, no, it's a cool bit there. That, well, I found it particularly cool because I like the film. It's so there There's a little random bit in the part. There's a big stone with a wee bit handle of a sword coming, like the sword in the stone. Cool. You can pose it. Also, you can't pull it out. But I, but I gave it a good call. <laughs> I, 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 I remember getting my photo pulled, like trying to pull the sword from the stone. Was it a big st- stone? Relatively big. You could stand on it, and you could get like yeah. to get a bit of pose to like pull it out. But, you were going to say if it was just little. Hmm. Why bother trying to pull this thing out of the stone? Just steal the whole fucking thing. I'm not exactly sure how I would carry that around a very creative part. Like going through the entranceway, the, the, the French car stopped me. Like, no, I brought this with me. I don't get what you're going. I don't yeah. know why you're accusing me of. I brought this in. Mm-hmm. I brought it in to show Mickey Mouse. 
fairly, also there's a lot of sorry, fairly laid stuff and then I, and the, when I went there, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a wee restaurant, we, there was a place to eat, and there was a restaurant called, which I called Pizza Planet. <laughs> it was very disappointing that it was, oh. the pizza was garbage. <laughs> was it all show and no quality? Yes, it was all show. And aesthetically, great to be in, food-wise, shit. Meh. <laughs> very meh. Very meh. Meh meh. Was, was it in Paris? Yes, it was in the one in Paris, yes. Oh. Sadly, I've not been to London, America, but I don't know if it was there when we were there, but my mum told me, but it's probably been a while to go back. Is there some sort of Buzz Lightyear right where you're shooting at some sort of alien thing while you're in the... It's very good. I want to go there. I want to I want to go there as well. I'm going to go back to Alton Towers sometime and go on the Oblivion. That was cool. Yeah. I've never actually been to Alton Towers. Have you not? I've been to Disneyland somehow, but I've never been to Alton Super Towers. Super fun Alton Towers. Mm. I, went on, I went on the ghost train in Alton Towers. That was really cool. Because <laughs> it was like... So you know how like Alton Towers is like, wah, we yeah. spend money on our rides. Yes. You know, you go into the Alton Towers ghost train and you walk, like, you see the line on the way in? Uh-huh. You're walking through a spooky forest type thing mm. and then you walk into this old, creepy looking mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, well, the bit where you wait on the car mm. is like, it like, looks like yeah. an old mansion with creepy portraits and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you go on the thing and you go in and the fucking walls are spinning and there's fucking ghosts and all getting this shit and it's scary and it, it's super cool mm-hmm. and I went in that fucking that, it wasn't so much a ride so well, kind of ride you got there's this room you can go in and you just sit down in this room and it's very disconcerting because the room starts you know mm-hmm. turning yeah and you're just sitting there and then you realise you're sitting in a room that's upside down mm-hmm. and you're like huh <laughs> you know and I, I also remember the oblivion which was bitching <laughs> and I also remember I bought a hot dog there and my god I'd never ever have seen a hot dog as big as that it was basically what they did at Alton Towers was they get like you know a baguette roll mm-hmm. get a baguette roll and they haul the fucker out in the middle put a massive fucking hot dog in it but mm-hmm. before we do it we squirt like the ketchup and the mustard down on the inside of the thing mm-hmm. and then plonk this big fucking hot dog in the thing and it's just like you know it's like this fucking size it's huge and you're like wow I will not have to eat for the rest of the day don't get back I, I, I went there this is a weird thing we'll get back to Toy Story in a second yeah but like uh, I don't think I ever told you this but I went to Disneyland twice I don't think I probably appreciated both times I was there because I was too because I, I was so young. The first time I went with my family, yeah, I was too scared to go on certain rides. Also, which now I'm older, I want to go on. And then I went with the school, and I was with friends. And I seemed like I think it was too much like going on stuff. They wanted to go on around stuff. I wanted to go on. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Yeah, but like we were in Paris. It was on a school trip, and the day before we went to Disneyland, we went. There we got there this early Saturday. We basically went around Paris. The Sunday we went to Disneyland, yeah. and then went straight back and through to the Monday. And by Monday afternoon we were back home, but like uh, the, we were on the Saturday before we even got to Paris, I nearly got left behind at a fucking French service station. Why? Well, maybe because I wandered off uh, to the toilet, not realizing everybody was getting back on the bus. <laughs> well, How before, close were you getting left? Well, everybody was on the bus. There were a couple of different buses, and I got one of the guys telling me like, "Who, who, who class are you in?" So and so's. I did that bus there, there. <laughs> and I went there. Like, honestly, they hadn't left. I think they were just in the mid and everybody. So thankfully, I didn't get left no, behind. But so, like, Jesus, like, we were not long in a in a friend. So I don't know how far we from Paris. Like, basically, in the middle of nowhere. I don't speak any French. 
Earlier on in that same service station trip, I forgot the words, the basic words for a fucking baguette I wanted and basically tried to point at the thing I wanted for a nice person who else spoke English and French to put it on me and give my order for me. <laughs> That's good. I remember going into something like, I do really well in French class. I was in first year, by the way. French was, I only liked French because my French teacher was very lovely to me. Uh, and then I basically got there right in front of an actual French person and I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know, I can't even order food. What am I going to do? I, I knew how to ask to go to the toilet. Oh. That, that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to say it now because I don't even know if it's correct. Mm. You know, I knew how to say how to go to the toilet, but I, I hated languages in school. I found them very annoying. I mean, I was like, oh, I barely like to pe- I barely like to speak to people who do know my language. Why the hell do I need to know other languages? I went, I went for all six years in secondary. I did four years of French, retained barely any of it. Did nothing in fifth year, and then needed an extra subject for six years. I went, ah, I'll take Spanish. How'd you do? Enough to pass. Ah, good. Well, I did French uh-huh. because we had to. Uh-huh. And then when we got into when we could pick stuff, and I didn't have to pick languages. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick languages. Mm-hmm. Because once we got to a certain point in school, we didn't have to pick languages. We could change it to something else, uh-huh. and I changed it to something else. I can't remember what the fuck I changed it for, but I was like, no, I'm not doing fucking languages. <laughs> but yeah, so Toy Story two. <laughs> yes, Toy Story. Oh, there's a joke I want to talk about for in this film that I didn't notice. I don't think I've ever noticed before, but I thought it was quite cool to know it out. There's a bit where they're driving in the Buzz Lightyear aisle at Al's Toy Barn, right? And the guide to our bar that's, that's driving around says a thing that's very interesting. It relates to real life. Mm. She went, here's our Buzz Lightyear back in 1995. Short side of retailers and ship enough to to meet demand. Mm. Obviously, 1995 was the release of, of the Toy first, Story. It was later in the year, and also they didn't realise how popular the toys would be. So a year later, 1996, my first Christmas, I've been told by my mum and dad that the most popular toy at the time was Buzz Lightyear. Mm. Which is interesting, because you know what also came out in 1996, I think about it? Jingle all the way, which hmm. all around a doll that can fly. <laughs> so was Turbo Man meant to be an extension of Buzz Lightyear, do you think? Didn't the first PlayStation come out in 95 as well? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. So in 1995, we got Toy Story, we got the first PlayStation, <laughs> we got Buzz Lightyear being the biggest selling toy in the fucking world. Yeah. I've listened to a couple of podcasts that look at old Rod and Nitros from the end of 95. Yeah. Well, from the 90s, but they're just in 95 where I'm listening to them. And towards the end of 95, of course, the US and the UK, the two biggest films day in 95, and shows it was a good year film wise, was Toy Story. And the other big film of that year is also Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, roughly first. Goldeneye was 96. No, it was 95. I'm going to look it up. It was, it was 95. We'll soon find out. I'll, I'll, I'll find out and I'll tell you. I'll be like, ah, see? I'm telling you, it was 95. I listened to the podcast. They said, number one film right now, Goldeneye. The podcast people said that. Yes, they did. They do their research. Bugger, I was wrong. Ah, told you. I, I was always sure it was 96. Well, you were always wrong. 95. Goldeneye. Pierce Brosnan's first and only good outing is Bond. No, his second one was good too. I haven't watched it. <laughs> John Bean's in it. No guesses for figuring out if he... Uh, <laughs> no prize for figuring out if he dies or not. Yeah. No, no prizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, 
So that comes out in 1995. Actually, it comes out in 1996 over here. This uh, Toy Story 2. That's this film because I looked up. That it came out November 24, 1999, like in the US, but the UK didn't get Toy Story 2 till February 11th, 2000. Huh. Which is weird. Well, obviously, Toy Story 1 was a big success. The first Toy Story had a budget of 30 million behind it. The first one? The first one had a 30 million Jeez. budget with, and it made. Three hundred and seventy-three million. This movie had a obviously a bigger budget because the next yeah. one. This had a budget of ninety million, and made worldwide four hundred ninety-seven point four million dollars. Bloody hell! And by the time they get round, which is weird because that's success. You'd think why wouldn't they? Why do we have to wait all the way to twenty ten to get the third one? Which is weird. Yeah. But maybe because Pixar was busy in the years following with other movies. But when they, when they did the the third one, there was. It was the first movie to be in like the two hundred odd in terms of what the budget was. Yeah, and that film actually cracked a billion dollars <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> the third one, like I think, Toy Story three still might be somewhere in the top ten all time like grossing movies of all yeah. time. Oh, was right. Which is one hell, of a, was one hell of a accomplishment. What? Uh, well, the PlayStation One was ninety five. Well, it was released yeah. in Europe in mm-hmm. 29th of September nineteen ninety five. Oh God, what a hell of a year 1995 yeah. was. It was released in Japan on the 3rd of December 1994. Mm. And it was lastly released in the EU. Yeah, oh, well it says EU, 29th of September. Oh, PS1. Yes. So PlayStation was 95, PS1. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, yeah, the Sony played in the PS1, PS2 and then... Yeah, well PS1 heard. was released in the EU on 29th of September 2000. Mm. Well, there you go. With a lifespan of, from 94 to 2006. Yeah. Because once the PS1 comes in, that becomes that and the Xbox become the more dominant ones. But as the late 90s, places, things like the Sony PlayStation and the N64, they are still the more yeah. dominant like, brands in terms of like the game consoles. Do you, do you know how many units the PS1 sold? What? 102.49 mil. Wow. So you're learning a lot here. Here's some other facts about Toy Story 2 in terms of the money. Uh, at, the, at the time... It became the third highest grossing animated film behind two movies already mentioned, The Lion King and Aladdin. I don't know which one was first. I'm going to assume The Lion King was the higher one. And I don't know which one was which in terms of which made more, but it ended up being the third highest grossing movie of 1999, <laughs> Toy Story 2, behind The Sixth Sense and Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. And there was, uh, only when you watch this back do you realise in the opener and later on, there are several Star Wars references, <laughs> as well as other pop culture references through there. That is a child you don't even pick up on, because you don't have the capacity to learn it. The oh. thing is, though, when you get to your adulthood and you see it, you're black point, you're kind of jaded, and you go, oh, Star Wars reference. It also won Best Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical at the Golden Globe Awards the year following it coming out, the cool. Toy Story 2. So there you go, obviously, very, very successful at the time, but... Let me give you some extra behind-the-scenes information because mm, production, like production, production was a hell of a process to get this uh, to get this put together. So here, Disney initially envisioned Toy Story Two to be a direct-to-video sequel, as that was their that was their way at the time. A lot of their other ones had like direct-to-video or DVD was the sequels. Style at the time. That was the style at the time. <laughs> the film began production a build a small building separate from Pixar. Uh, because a lot of their main staff were busy on making Bugs Life, which came out yeah. the year prior, in 1998. But when the first story reels came out and Disney thought, this looks actually very promising as a sequel, then they upgraded it to a theatrical release, which means they had to put a lot more, they had to rework the story, because mm. you can get away with more if it's just a direct-to-video sequel. But they thought, 
Resistance in Cinema is the first one was so successful. We ain't make it good. But then even that, even then, still there were quite a there was still a bit short staff because again, Bugs Life a lot was being put behind that. Yeah. This wasn't going to come out a year later, so a lot of, there were a slightly smaller team working longer hours, so it was very stressful for those who worked on it at the time. Mm. And also because there was never a theatrical release. Uh, obviously, it was not going to a theatrical release. Pixar said they weren't happy with the film's quality at the time, so they wanted to make one changes made. John Lasseter and his story team redeveloped the entire plot of the movie within one weekend. So yeah, quick turn they had to change a lot around it. And John Lasseter, I watched in a behind the scenes interview with him as the director, and he said that part of the thing that inspired the story of the movie was that he himself was a big like old toy collector. Yeah. And he has like five young children. Four of them were like very like young age and they like, really wanted to come in where he's always, they always wanted to play with stuff, he's like, oh, no, don't touch that, and that's it. <laughs> so that's kind of got the ball rolling with the story of Al and the the idea of Woody going up in value because of the conditioning he's in. And weirdly, it has a lot more resonance in everyday, the idea of things being collected on mint condition mm. things and everything. You know, people, a lot more people are collecting retro toys from their youth and mm. nowadays. Okay, Matt Cardone and Brian Myers have made a whole podcasting yeah, thing around it. retro things from their youth. I mean, yeah. you you collect your... Well, because they'll probably be pretty pretty collectible by the time you're, like, old. Your Funkos you collect. I think only certain ones because Funkos are very mass-produced, so it'll have to depend. I have a, a few special edition ones. Yeah. But, you know, those are ones that I'm carrying on maybe going to value, but if they don't... Yeah, I collect them for me. Yeah, you collect them for you. And I've got my I've got my Hasbro figures mm-hmm. that I collect. Mm-hmm. You know. That's that's my little thing. I've got my Hasbro's and my my, my raw wrestling ring. Also, also a big thing I've talked about obviously short slightly short staffed, a lot more to do. Uh, so I found here that although most of Pixar's like features take years to develop, obviously, uh Toy Stories Do was compressed in around nine months. Because they didn't want, uh, I think there was days where they were asking uh, Disney when they finally announced this is where we're going to be our release date, like late ninety nine. Mm. And there were times where they asked, "Can you please maybe move, move it back because of Oracle Room?" But Disney were very stern, like, "No, this is when it's coming out. It needs to be done by then." Like, felt shot, voice recorded, all edited together, back before this, mm. so we can get it when we said it. And so obviously they were basically on a deadline, very <laughs> stern deadline that Disney. We're not going to move on. So yeah, they got it all compressed within nine months. And it did obviously pay off, pay off obviously. The score from critics on Rotten Tomatoes is 100%, mm. which is very rare. Like uh, The audience score is like 87%. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, which doesn't make it much difference. The audience score isn't much down from Toy Story 1. I think Toy Story is... Where ones in the eighty something percent, mm. the critics score is also hundred percent. I think I have heard some fans say that they don't like Toy Story one two compared to Toy Story one, but again, like but you also say it's your favorite of the, the lot. So you know, opinions are divided amongst fans of the Toy Story no, totally. series. Like I'm, 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 I love the first Toy Story. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love the second Toy Story. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm in that weird sort of category of people like I absolutely love the first two, uh-huh. and I like. The third and fourth, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm saying like, I have different levels of appreciation, but as I said, I don't think any of them are bad. It's I don't. I don't know if, for me personally, if it's a, if it's like a, and I hate to say it, like a maturing thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the, the older you get, the less like kind of thing. 
bothers you. It bothers you as much, you know, like when you when the first Toy Story came out, I'd have been what, like eleven. Yeah. You know. Well, it was nineteen ninety-five. So yeah, yeah, I'd have been eleven when the first one came out. So I was sort of like prime age for that kind of thing. I'd be like, yeah, it's Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And then the second one comes out, and I'm like, by that point, I'm more interested in watching my wrestling. Like I had like the first Toy Story on a VHS, like uh, many films at the time. Toy Story two, I don't think I had a, a proper VHS for it. I may have had a tape of it. It was like it was on TV one night, so we taped it. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you ever remember those tapes you used to get from like, mm-hmm. you know, the Disney movies? Like you could get that Orange Rugrats tape, and you get that uh, the Dalmatian, the hundred one Dalmatian spotty tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember that. Those are cool. Also, I had a tape of Bugs Life. We taped all the telly, but the tape got left in on the same night. Wherever channel was on, the Mummy, the first one came on. Yeah. I had a tape randomly that had Bugs Life and the Mummy on it. Score. So one of the weirdest doubles you're ever gonna get. We just yeah. combination movies. They could two films that could not be more tonally separate yeah. if you tried. I I had the tape like, like one of those long play tapes that had uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and The Crow on it. Wow. Yeah. It's a hell of a night if you're watching all three of those, isn't it? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> also had one that had uh, the Adams Family Values on it, mm-hmm. but with like Dutch subtitles. <laughs> It was in English, but with Dutch subtitles, so I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> also, like, the runtime of the first uh, Toy Story movie was 81 minutes, which is just which is like nine minutes under an hour and a half. And just a bit less than a, a game of football. Yeah, so also that includes credits. This film went up to 92 minutes. They wanted to add a, the mad like 11 more minutes of, of time. Yeah. And so they realised that they were a little under the runtime when they were putting it together. And so John Lasseter went away and started to think because he didn't want it to feel like there were scenes added to the movie just to pad it out and make it longer. Yeah. He wanted everything to add, everything to contribute to the movie. So there are a couple of aspects of the movie that were added and that were all considered for Toy Story 1 and then ideas developed and came into Toy Story 2, like the Buzz Lightyear game that Rex is playing at the start. Yeah. There was going to be a scene in Toy Story 1 where in the background in any room Buzz Lightyear cartoon is on to mm. show that Andy's also a fan of Buzz Lightyear, which is why his mum gets him a Buzz Lightyear toy for his birthday. Yeah, a little context. Yeah, for context. It. But then also they change, they do that way, so then they put a bit more extended scene of the Buzz Lightyear thing, and then real, oh no, it's not actually real, it's just Rex playing a game. Like Wheezy, he was a character considered to be good in Toy Story 1, he, he got put on the cutting room floor, and so they added Wheezy into the and movie. That, well, that was probably what was on the TV as to why he was on the shelf. Yeah, probably. And uh, Woody's Nightmare, the I don't want to play with you anymore. Uh, there was going to be a similar nightmare like Woody having the nightmare where it's the idea of Andy throwing him away in order to play with Buzz. But then they altered it to be about him being scared that Andy doesn't want to play with him because his arm's all ripped. Yeah. Which, by the way, even as a kid, I found that scene where them being put in the, the broken parts are pulling him down. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. I get it. Also, he's not going to listen to this, but my brother... He didn't cry a lot at films. He was very young when the first Toy Story came out. He cried at the scene in the first one where Buzz tries to fly. Oh. And it's a few thing we often bring up, and he tries to make it seem like he's not annoyed by us bringing it up, but he clearly is. Do you know what? God damn it. Own your, own your emotions, man. Yeah. Own your emotions. That shit makes you sad. It does. <laughs> you know? I could, I could own my emotions when it comes to films. Do you know? With every time... I make the mistake of watching the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. 
tears for days. <laughs> for days, I have tears. Well, oh, I was sitting at the end of that film. Why are we so mean to a nice man? I see. Before we get into the film, I think the best or more interesting story about the production of Toy Story Two to the end. In fact, that the fact that if this had hadn't been sorted the way it was, it may not have been the Toy Story Two when we got it. Because as a story that was recorded in the in Ed Catmull, I think that's how he pronounces his name. Yeah. He was a co-founder of Pixar. He raised a book uh, years after this called uh, Creative Inc. about you know the the Pixar and everything. Some yeah. Anything stuff. And he recounts the story of how in nineteen eighty the film was nearly entirely deleted. Why? Well, accidentally or on purpose? Well, accidentally, obviously. Yeah. Story goes that an unnamed Pixar employee was doing some routine file clearance on some internal like, server so they could also like, clear some storage space mm. and didn't realise that he was basically deleting a lot of uh, files from Toy Story 2. Character models and assets, files and all the world. And by the point they, they realised it and stopped it, around 90% of the work for Toy Story 2 was deleted uh, and this backup that they've been trying to get working for this film wasn't working on this mm. computers. But luckily, one of the supervising directors uh, was a woman who had taken some time off six months earlier to have her child. But before she went, she'd set up a lot of the movie on her own computer. So she had, in her possession, a lot of backup files for the stuff that had been deleted Clever, so, clever woman. So basically, she and an employee drove to her quickly, got all the stuff from her computer and everything. So basically, they just managed to recover pretty much everything that was deleted. And basically, they're counting the foot in the book that had the had that not happened. Shit, not been there. That basically, they either would do, you know, had to start from scratch or just move the full thing completely. So, or basically, just be told like, we're starting from scratch. We need to get it done by this date, or they have to like push it. Yeah, back. that's scary, man. Mhm. That kind of thing makes me sad because you know you think about that, uh, like the possibility of the film being deleted mm-hmm. makes you think. Like, see a lot of like early silent movies. Yes. A lot of them are, you know, destroyed and mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of classics, a lot of classic like silent movie actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Vast parts of their like mm-hmm. history is missing because yeah. of like studio fires and mm-hmm. people fucking up and all that kind of shit, you know. Yeah. Love like nowadays, like they might love managed to find like partial footage or mm-hmm. partial pieces of films. Love rarely do they find completed work now. You know. if you're if you're making a movie or something, you're creating something. Obviously, it's a very stressful process. You're creating something. You're passionate about it. I'm not comparing us to them, but like we did short films in college. We talked about on the show before, and I could get myself wound up a lot because I had, I I had an idea of what I wanted some films to be. Yeah. Especially if I was behind involved in the writing or any of the behind the camera work, and I got stressed about it. But that if you came and told me like that, there's a chance that somebody may have accidentally deleted ninety percent of my movie. You'd be pissed. That'd have been everybody goes for a boot. Can you imagine the stress that these guys were under deliver a sequel? <laughs> But Disney like to a date that Disney won't move on, mm-hmm. and then somebody tells like you, the director John Lasseter, that oh yeah, somebody may have nearly have deleted ninety percent of your movie. Like what? Like and you've got like big actors involved. Like oh sorry, uh, Tom Hanks, can you come in and record again? Re-record all of your dialogue. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be cool to throw hands. Mm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. 
also, like, when the guy who plays Al Wayne Knight was the actual voice to me, was actually pretty deep, big in the, the 90s and that, like, even the late 80s, because I've started seeing him in uh, a recurring role in Seinfeld. He played a character called Newman, who's basically mm-hmm. a general annoyance to the main character, Jerry Seinfeld. He was also in Jurassic Park. He oh, he's Ned. Ned. He's the computer Ned, guy. Ned, he's the guy who basically causes all this shit. Yeah. I look, also see look, his... Look, it's Dodson. It's Dodson. See, nobody cares. The way he dies in that film, I often see that come up as, like, most justified deaths or times where somebody got their own list mm. online. I'm, I'm so happy in Jurassic Park we've never seen Samuel L. Jackson actually get killed. All he's yeah. seen was his arm falling on the woman. Mm. Apparently, the book that Jurassic Park based on his death, does, his character that does get seen, and it's apparently very gruesome. Which is why it's not in the movie. Which is why it's not in the movie. Like, we technically don't even see Nedry's death, but you hear these screams, you know something bad fucking happened to him. Yeah, yeah. That little spitty thing ate him. Yes, it did. Uh, but also, he was a, he's also in but a big show in the 90s, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, he was in there as well. Uh, he's uh, with the, a cop. He's, he's the cop that fancies a woman. Yeah, the woman character, the woman alien. I can't remember her Sally? name. I think so. Sally, I, yeah. I was going You know what? Well, you, I, can never remember the, I can't remember the name of the actress, mind. No, no, no. She was she was big. But seeing how, like, scheming and how, like, despicable he is as Newman and Seinfeld, I've been watching mm. in Seinfeld. And then I saw him in this, I'm like, wow, you really do this role. This role was made for you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. This guy is almost an animated version of Wayne Knight just with less hair. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it. And a goatee. And a goatee. Wayne Knight doesn't have a goatee. Yeah. He just he, has a little of that chin. Yeah. He really kind of faded out as the 2000 went on. One time, film I see him in, he was in the 2008 Punisher film. He was like his wee sidekick guy. Oh, he basically provided him all his weapons and shit like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is the Ray, Ray Stevenson Punisher, not the Thomas Jane one. So, oh, the Ray Stevenson no, one. The Thomas Jane one's the one with Kevin Ash popping up with an angry Russian. I really like the Thomas Jane one. Thomas Jane one's excellent. Mm. <laughs> and that has Rob Schneider in it. Uh, uh, Rob, uh, fucking guy from Jaws. Uh, Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider, that's it. Also has uh, John Travolta in it as a, as a bad guy. Yeah, he's a crap bad guy. Mm. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you know this, but years later they made a short film called Punisher Dirty Laundry with Thomas Jean in it. It's got Ron Perlman in it as well. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's violent as all heck. Yeah. <laughs> I like to, in the Thomas Jean Punisher, see the, the, the assassin, the country guy. Mm-hmm. Like him. Mm-hmm. He's about as useful as a fucking cock-flavoured lollipop, but, yeah. you know, it's still cool. You legit, it was like an actual singer, like the song he sings, the... In time song, he he sung that in real life. Yeah. Also, on the Punisher soundtrack, it's Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven, which is Kane's theme song. Yeah. But that was pretty cool. But I digress. Yes. I don't know how else to do this, but just like, let's just go through the movie, shall we? Let's just do it. Let's just look into the movie. The main plot, by the way, obviously, each of these films, I think, does have a good message behind them in a way. Yeah. Because the first one is the idea about how kids... They'll change the idea of their favorite toys, but like Woody shouldn't be shouldn't have been discouraged. The idea, like he's still valuable, yeah. even if he's not technically the favorite anymore. And he, it's about him getting along with Buzz and Buzz learning that you're not actually a space fan, you're a toy. <laughs> Could it, was I really listed Woody? <laughs> <laughs> this one is the idea, the idea of obviously that toys, as Andy's mom said, they don't last forever. But yeah, there was a growing culture of collectors and the idea of being preserved and everything which that's mm. a lot more nowadays it really is like whenever you think of toys you don't mm. immediately think of children you immediately think you know co- people collecting shit yeah and then like the third one 
was about the idea of like what happens when the kid that bought you grows up. What and happens there? Have the same kind of passion for playing with yeah, you. Yeah, he's in a, and all he's going to call and everything, and then the idea of him passing on the toys to another child who will appreciate them and play mm. with them now, and uh, that's, there's a couple of lights actually Toy Story three that are foreshadowed in this movie. Not just the one I already mentioned, but we'll get into them later on. And then like Toy Story four, the idea of like, like there's a weird like the toy that the kid made Sporky. The idea of, like. It doesn't matter what this kid toy looks like, the idea of like the kid's passionate about it or Oh, that was the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth bloody, one. I didn't like that one. Did you know? I didn't like the fucking fork. Yeah. I don't I don't really entirely know what the message of the fourth one is, but I don't I didn't mind it. I know what the message of the fourth one is. Hmm. Hey, we can squeeze more money out of this franchise by making a fourth one. Well, that's what the fourth one's message is. Hmm. But message in the first one, message in the second, message in the third, money in the fourth. I mean, they did make money with the fourth one. I don't know what the money was. I don't think it was as big as Toy Story 3, but I think, to, to, I think right now Toy Story 3 is definitely the most money they ever made from a Toy Story movie. Yeah? Yeah. God. Well, it cracked a billion worldwide. For a movie studio, that, that screams success for them. And they didn't even have Kelsey Grammer in it. No, they didn't. Um, I mean, Gussie Garmark would have been in the great Mr. Pricklepants, the temp- role Timothy Dalton played. We could have easily brought the Prospector back for some vendetta. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, Hip, Prospector and Lotso, the villain for the third one, are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. And they ended up something of very similar comeuppance at the end. Yeah. But let's, let's get into the actual like film itself. We have like the the idea of the Buzz Lightyear video game that Rex is playing, which is an extended sequence of Buzz yeah, looking yeah. for General Emperor Zerg, who's only just referenced in the first one. We actually get to see him in this. Yeah, I had an Emperor Zerg as well. That's Did another you? one. Yeah. Did you? I had friends that had an Emperor Zerg. Did you have an Emperor Zerg that like you could look through the back of his head and see the mad, the mad eye vision? I don't think I did. Yeah, my I friend didn't. did one like that where you could like you could hold up the figure. And you look through the back of it, and you can see like like Zerg did, which is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think there's also in between, even though we didn't get a third one to twenty ten. In between, we did get a lot of Buzz stuff. We had a like DVD like Buzz movie, yeah. But the character of Buzz Lightyear, Sarka, and everything that went on to like, a TV program until TV series. I remember I got the VHS. I rented it the VHS of the movie. Tim Allen came back for that. They couldn't get it for the TV show though. Yeah, I think Patrick Warburton actually may have taken over Buzz for the TV show. Warburton? Hmm. I could be wrong. I believe I heard it somewhere that he took over the part, but yeah, Tom Allen doesn't do the TV show apparently, but he'll do the direct TV video spin off movie about Buzz. So we yeah. got Buzz in between the two Toy Stories, but didn't get any proper Toy Story yeah. between the two movies. But yeah, we got him going through, with him scanning around. Like his breathing, by the way, the spell he's breathing through the helmet, which is pretty much just the Darth Vader breathing. <laughs> oh, for the way that the, the wee thing pops out of the side, like the wee camera, that's directly taken from a scene in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. There's all these weak robots behind all around, like, there's no time of intelligent life anywhere. And all of a sudden, he's got all these red dots on him, he's surrounded by these robots. And then you get your proper first look at Emperor's Oh, when, when Buzz is like hopping across these discs, it starts moving to the tune, hopping to the tune of 2001 A Space Odyssey theme. The yeah. <laughs> uh, and then 
the thing he's searching for is pretty much just a battery. Yeah. It's a nice battery <laughs> he's searching for. And then he gets a big fight with Zerg and then just gets blown in half. Yeah. And that's when it's revealed that, oh, it's actually a video game and Rex is playing like, no. <laughs> and a line I've, I've repeated multiple times in the years since. Like, and where, where Buzz is trying to come from, like, oh, you're a better Buzz than I am. And Rex goes, but look at my little arms. I can press the jump button and shoot button and jump at the same time. <laughs> Like I love the act. I've seen the actor who plays Rex outside of this. Like, he was like a baddie, like the Princess Bride. That was one of his big roles before. For oh, yeah. this, like, inconceivable. Like that's how he actually talks. Like, his, his voice really is that high in real life. <laughs> so he was really suited to this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, he's like, oh, I'll never be able to be Zerg. <laughs> and then you got Woody scrambling, looking for his hat and everything. Uh, <laughs> And Buds is kind of, a, kind of an homage to his weird, like, big falling with style sequence in the room where he goes down the, yeah. the racetrack and everything. Uh, and we learn that even though he, like, said he's a toy, he still contains to be a bit of an idiot. Like, like you haven't found your hat yet, have you? No. Like, get around. You'll be, ra- sooner or later, you'll be with any round the kiffer making delicious hot smokes. S'mores, Doug. <laughs> called s'mores, Buzz. Buzz. Why I called him Doug? I don't know. I don't know why either. Well, Doug, he likes Doug. his name, Doug. <laughs> Doug, Doug, like you for the rescue. Doug, that does not have the like same to, ring to it. But I love how Woody, the idea, well, he's like the guy in charge and everything, so he's passing it, but he's giving us a little like, berries need to be checked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure, make sure to spell, speak and smell similar to see, talk about if you or part of you is swallowed. <laughs> I do like the world, like, the film, these films really do have an idea of building a world, but from the a toy perfect yeah. the idea like the major concerns are you know being played with one of the mate a part of the mate gets swallowed <laughs> by a child yeah he's, he's doing all that and then we hear the the dog barking mm-hmm. and going nuts and like, oh shit yeah so <laughs> a few of the army guys <laughs> and the muscle toy try yeah. to keep the door shut <laughs> the dog comes bounding in anyway and goes nuts and like ah and then but, but, but before that though they're doing a thing like all the toys they're all looking for that like is anyone worried it's out yet it's all the army and like negatory sir <laughs> and then like your your um uh Ham's like moving the curtains and everything like also yeah. Jim mentioned uh GR's Facebook connection, John Ratzenberg voices Ham. Very true. And he would go on to voice numerous roles across Pix- the Pixar movies. Uh like yeah, the garden gnome across the street says he hasn't found a bird, he'll keep looking. <laughs> and then Mr. Jay's like, I found it like you found my hat? No, I miss the missus lost her earring. Uh Obviously, they were teased at the end of the first one that Molly had been given a Mrs. Potato Head and we're introduced to her. Mm. Came in the actress, but she sadly passed away fairly recently as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, she, she did. She was also in Seinfeld. She played the part of George, Jason Alexander's character. His mum mm. was played by her, and his father was played by Jerry Stiller, who's also sadly along with the father of sure. Father Ben Stiller, who was also excellent in, uh, as Marty in, uh, yeah. in Zoolander as well. God, no, for Christ's sake, Sheila, it's a casserole, and it'll stay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, can you hear me? God? God, what the fuck are you talking about? It's me, Morty. <laughs> oh, that casserole is always my favourite. For God's sake, Sheila, it's a casserole, it'll stay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Okay, so we're meeting Mrs. Potato Head as well. But like, then the dog comes in, mm. and then the dog's looking for Woody. He manages to get him out, and then 
the idea that Woody somehow has a better relationship with the dog than Andy oh, does. Oh, 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 because the dog comes running and bounding in mm-hmm. once it gets in the door and is running a bit like a mental looking for him, looking for him obviously. We don't know that at first, but yeah. he comes in and he notices the bag mm-hmm. and he pulls him out of the bag, struggles <laughs> him and like, and then Woody goes like, like comes like comes to life like <laughs> lets it, he's like ah like ah and like, does a little reach for this guy yeah, yeah. and the dog plays dog's along like, <laughs> he's like ah <laughs> he and he's like who's a good boy <laughs> then Andy tries to like put him up and the dog just runs back yeah. the road. <laughs> but like, like, like how long this time and we learn it's a game like how with time how long can it take for the dog to to get with you like ah oh, mm. new record this time like 23 point something seconds on I do think that's there. cool that like like you say like with toys and Woody get to mm-hmm. have a wee friendship with a puppy because the dog's not going to tell Andy that the yeah. other life is also because by the design how he's animated I'd say this is a dash hound that they've got the sausage kind of dog that yeah, they've got yeah. but he's a, I, I like him he's a cool dog yeah what, what's his name Buzz is, is it Buzz that he's I can't yeah, remember what his name is I don't I even know yeah, can't remember I've been told for some reason even though it's a different breed from the dog I've got that at times my dog look, Dexter looks like the dog that Sid had <laughs> in the first movie because uh, at a certain angle when you see his face I don't see it, but okay. Your your little doggy doesn't look like Sid. No. Sid's doggy is fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, weirdly, uh, I mean, they're all all of the toys have their their moments, but Ham, I didn't realize how good Ham is at the core. He has a lot of the best lines among oh, the does, does. Mainly because of how he plays off Rex, him being like the him getting to. Off Rex because Rex is the simplest of the yeah, lot. Like simple and flustered and has tiny <laughs> arms all the time. <laughs> anyway, and Andy, and something that I could relate to when I was a kid, where he's got five extra minutes, should he get ready or could he just set up an elaborate thing with all his toys? <laughs> <laughs> I love the, also the inclusion of Ham as a character because, like, he's not actually even a toy, he's a, he's a piggy bag, but Andy's the idea of like child's imagination that he can be whatever he wants. Him Tell to be. me when you were a kid, you couldn't make anything a fucking toy. Well, that's the thing, though. That's you know, what I'm like, saying. When I was a kid, when I got bored with some, like, I had wrestling figures when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And when I get bored, you know, playing wrestling with yeah. them, I was like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And I had, I had a fucking, you know, like those board games, or those, uh, you know those games you get when yeah. you're a kid, like Screwball Scramble and, and Mousetrap and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. crap, right? Well, I'd be, I was bored out my face. Mm-hmm. I had this little bit from a game, like I'd lost a lot of the game, but I had this little bit that looked like a ball. So I went, what can I do? And I did that, ah! So I got my wrestling figures, and I got the lid of a of a game, like a, mm-hmm. a board game, turned it upside down, drew goalposts on either side <laughs> of it, and put a little ball in and played football with the wrestling figures. I went and turned them into like a Sabutio game, like a, yeah, it, was, it was kind of fun. Very cool. Yeah. Ingenious. Mm-hmm. So he did this whole thing with Woody and Buzz taking their Professor of Perch shop or played by him and everything with Bo Peep the, the damsel in distress and everything. And obviously at the end of it he hooks their arm together but pulls a little bit too hard and Woody's arm kind of rips. Yeah, he's, he's going through the whole thing. The ham is... Uh-huh. And he was sort of like some kind of evil dictator with an army. Mm-hmm. And what is it? He's trying to save the sheep and uh, things. So, like, feed her to the my, the shark or death by monkeys. <laughs> and she's like, oh no no help me help me. <laughs> it's like, 
Ah, but world is safe again thanks to the ensemble duo of Woody and Buzz. <laughs> what? Ah, yeah, you went through that as well. You ah, fuck. And yeah, yeah. Like Woody's arm, like the fabric's kind of poking out, and uh, he's also sad because he's going to cowboy camp. Yeah. <laughs> so it shows that also Woody shouldn't have been one because he's still into the whole cowboy theory, which means he's into Woody. Yeah. Uh, and so his mum comes and gets some. He's Mama Cameron in an actress, but you know she she had a big career in like TV. She was like Roseanne's sister in the show Roseanne, and oh, she was in right. she was the mother to Mom Sheldon. No, I don't think I was. Yeah. Anyway, I think well she was in Roseanne. I don't know if she was her sister or not, but she was in Roseanne. She had a prominent role in that. I think. Yeah. But she was also uh, the mother of Sheldon and the Big Bang Theory, and no. Oh, her. Yeah. I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good. Anyway, she. Even though she only has a small part in these movies, but like she's like trying to get him, and he's also like, "Oh, maybe we can fix him." Like, I don't know what's the with Anya. She's like, "His mum's offering to try and at least fix him," mm. but he's like, "No, no, just leave him." And so his mum pops him on the chair, and thinking about you know, and she says, "The whole like the toys don't last forever." And as soon as they leave, all of her like one of not the worst thing, but one of the worst things in the world of a toy, like <gasps> he's been put on the shelf. He's been shelved. <laughs> Woody, and he's just he's all sad, and he's seen leaving, and he goes, "You see where he's down?" You see him all like. Woody, they're all trying to come from like, are you okay? And he just kind of his feet. pulls his feet up off the uh-huh. shelf and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to sit here. Mm-hmm. And then it leads into the, yeah. the, the horrid the nightmare sequence that freaks you out because he's sitting there on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And obviously at first you think this is legit. Like, oh, yeah. and he's going back, and he's going back. <laughs> like, places, everyone, places. And then... Mm-hmm. Like Andy comes on and he's like, ah, back on Cabo Camp. Ah, hell, what are you? Oh, you're broken. I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> and then he lets go of him and he kind of slowly falls into a trash bin full yeah. of fucking disembodied arms. And like, he tried to climb out and they're pulling him back yeah, in yeah, and yeah. they see Andy. And they're like, no. That gives give you the willies a bit. That, that, that scared me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All the arms going, man. But, but then he realizes like it's just uh, a nightmare. He's having. He's got his arm wrapped around. He's moving it, and like, also he's on the top of the shelf. It's all dusty. All the yeah. stuff that there's been. And he's hit, and he set the dust, and all he hears is coughing. And that's where we meet Wheezy and everything. Mm. And we learn that Wheezy like, oh, like I thought, and no, but Andy's mom took you to your squeaker for months ago. Andy was all upset. She just said that to calm him down. She just put me here on the shelf. <laughs> and he's like, Why do you call for help? Well, I tried speaking. He's all good. No one could hear me. And, and the dust just aggravates my condition. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how over dramatic would he is because he leans in it with He's like, That's the point of prolonging me and I would go. We're all one step from here to there. Yeah. And they see them one step of yard sale. And then that's it again. That's the <gasps> next. That's, that's basically the next step up from being put in the show. Like, yard sale! Yard sale, everybody! There's yard sale! Mm. And by the way, go, yard seems, sale! <laughs> it seems such a hectic life to be a toy. It does, yeah, with a lot of stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in my drunker moments, if I was a child, I would wonder if we're having little Royal Rumbles in that wrestling cupboard. <laughs> you, yeah. try, you try and try and catch them up. Oh! <laughs> Not this time. Not uh, this time. Uh, walking away now. Going to like, who won it now? Bill Dog finally win one? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Sean's in there too. Uh, Did Bill Dog win? Because he's bizarre. Are you bizarre? <laughs>
Nu kan ikke kopper tæst gå. Ja. Kom i abastel. Det er Didi fucking fucking fuckles man. Nej. Det er something bad. Keep peeking in trying to catch them out. Everybody, they're doing a whole roll call and everything. Everyone's trying to, everybody's trying to hide, make sure they don't get caught out for the yard sale that they're up, and don't get sold and everything. Mm. And like for the most part, everybody doesn't get, nobody gets taken except that noble except for Weezy. I must say though, mm-hmm. if my mother did a thing like that when I was not in and went into my room and took things, mm. I would be pissed. <laughs> also, like she puts them in a box that says twenty five cents on the side of it. Like you're selling a toy that you know as a speaker that you couldn't be asked to go get fixed. So you're selling someone a broken toy. Yeah. You don't. You couldn't give a shit, could you? You could have got his toy fixed, but no. No. You just want to throw him out. Yeah. Put him in the yard sale. Mm-hmm. The dramatic little penguin. Yeah. But then... How could you sell the dramatic penguin? <laughs> but then, would he... Another thing I should think about it. I think I had a wheezy as well. I keep, I keep forgetting that I had certain characters. Isn't this cool? Across the fir- only across this? the first two movies, because by the time the third movie came out, I wasn't having Toy Story toys. And yeah, isn't this cool that you're going over this film now and you're just bringing back the, hey, wait a minute, I had them. That one, I. Ah, you, that, you bastard. That light bulb I really like, oh, actually, I had this and this and that one. Do you, do you know what I, 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 what I'm, what I'm realising that I already knew, but I'm more realising it now that <laughs> I'm realising that my mum spoiled me fucking rotten. That's why, oh, that's why I'm not the well-adjusted human being that I should be today. I was spoiled rotten too. I had, you know, always one was like, was 80s toys like you're always seeing that, mm. oh, people had this, did you have this? And it's that sort of plastic teddy bear toy that had all the buttons and the spinny bits on it. I had one of those. I say it was, but like, as soon as my mum and dad had like high period, like, actually for the first six or seven years of my life, my mum didn't even work. But she still made sure you were good. Yeah, my dad was the one always like working and everything. Mm. Even then, he was in jobs that primarily involved selling furniture, so it's not that he was, well, it just depended on how well he did that day, to be honest with you. Yeah. But yeah, she was the one always spell, and that's because she like, well, she felt like she had to. Mm. She had to meet my brother when she was in her 20s, so you know. Yeah. mother. My mother was 21 when she had me. 21. My mum was 21 when she had my brother. She was 24 when she had me. Ah. That's when my mum... My mum's excuse for getting pissed my brother was 24. She's like, I didn't get my 21st because I was pregnant with you, so I'm making up for it. <laughs> that was her <laughs> excuse. I'm, I'm worried about me not making the best picture of my brother. She's a lovely woman. I think I was 24 or 25 when my boy was born, I think. He was born in 2008. In 1988, I would have been four. Uh-huh. In 1998, I would have been 14. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, 24, 25. We're good at math, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway, back to the as long story. As long as we count up in tens. Back to the story of, of Toy Story. Yeah. When he basically whistles for the dog to come in and he jumps down and he basically tries to get him down the yard still. We all think he's going to throw himself out because he's broken and then we're like, no, Woody, don't do it. And he goes to say, like, come on, boy, 
Casual. And Doug Cash is like, it's out there. Not that casual. He's hanging and dangling on the seat, holding on to the car and everything. Mm. And he climbs in the box that we've been like, 25 cents, and I hear it, uh, well, Slinky's like, ah, oh, Woody, you're worth more than 25 cents. <laughs> but when you realise he goes in and he gets sque- uh, wheezy. And like, hey, mm. it's not a suicide, it's a rescue. Fucking wheezy. God, bless you, Woody. <laughs> like, come on, back down his rope. And, and then, then get, and he's like, oh, I'm, Woody, I'm slipping. And he tries to basically help my man, but then the dog, like, hits something, hits a big bump in the, in the pavement, and he falls. Yeah. And then he's, he strangles off, and that's when Al happens to be at the wee... Uh, wee t- <laughs> I, I hate mean. Al. Yeah, why? I really hate Al. Why? Because he's a fat, thieving prick. Mm-hmm. That's how. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this movie is, like, also the first movie, the villain is not another toy, it's human, obviously, it's Sid, because he's blown up toys. Yeah. But really, the villain in this story is, is both a human... And also a toy. So yeah. going forth to the third and fourth one, they basically make other toys the villains, which is they so made that transition across the series. But like yeah, yeah, both but like both of them don't have don't have the the, the worst of motivations for for being like Al is not like also he shouldn't have stolen Woody the no, way he, he did. Not know, also because the women told him like tried to basically farm till he's not for sale. Is leave it alone. Mostly, but really, he's just like he's been working on this collection for so long, and he's getting desperate. And and prospectors we'll talk about later on. He just like wants to be yeah. presented. Like it's just the fact they have simple goals. It's just the fact that it's the lengths they go to get them that make them villains. Desperation is no cause for theft. Sorry, in, any, in any in any case, I just randomly messaged my mother. By the way, earlier on. Asking her, did I have Jesse when I was younger, when I was getting all the toys through toys? She just simply said, text back, no. So there you go, I firstly confirmed it, I never had Jesse. Uh. I was called a Jesse by some rare, rude uncles, because I cried a lot as a kid, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh. Bad people. People can be dicks. Yes. Yes, they can. But that's, that's why we grew up to be such well-adjusted adults. Yes, that's why we need... The validation of other people who will listen to us talk on our podcast. And alcohol and nicotine and cannabis and... Other things. Television to numb the brain. We're such happy, adjusted people. I'm eating this whole pizza because I want to, not because I'm trying to eat away my feelings. I couldn't eat a whole cake. I'd be sick. I said a whole pizza, but okay. I know you said pizza. You, 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 you're you unlocking your own issues. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> anyway, back to the thing, but I, he, he's... he's str- this is not a therapy session. Yeah. Well, but he's, <laughs> he's string, his string gets pulled as he falls, and he, he's, well, he's, he, one of these phrases that's... Programmed There's a snake him, in my book. ...goes off him, and Al hears that, like, oh, he's looking like, ah, oh, decent condition, ah, uh, that can be fixed, like, he's out, like... only has... His head stitched. woman has had... Basically, he's been looking for a witty complete condition. This is the best condition, even with the ripped arm that he's found. Mm. So far, he's trying to get it by his mum, basically. Also, she knows how much witty means to like, how did that get down here? And basically, she's like, much as he tries to be like, he's not for sale. Like, I love the the toys are basically written and his mum on like, yeah, you tell him, you get him. Out of yeah, here. you get him away. Like, oh, maybe I can trade. Yeah, you can trade by getting the hell out of here. Mm. And then he tries basically causes it. Oh, actually, no, his trade doesn't go off. Because he falls, he falls, and Ali last he sees him, 
He's mandelt now. We can't get this. It's broken. And then Chief throws him. Yeah, and then, and then his string goes off. And then that's where Al hears him. Mm. But anyway, uh, Al's a dick. Yeah, and then Al like causes a distraction by throwing a a, a, no, he's, a he's skateboard. skateboard into something and causes breakage. Hey, uh, you go and then like, oh, what the hell's he doing? And, like, and they see him still. Like, he's still a Woody. And then Buzz does his best to. To try and save Woody, mm. but unfortunately he's unable to, to do it. Yes, he, he runs down and tries mm. to get into the back of Val's mm. car and mm. then the thing bounces and similarly with, with, with Rex, yeah. you know, yeah. he bounces, he yeah. falls, he does not save him. Yeah, and then, as I said, but then I love the next scene between the toys where it's like a police procedural like program, like they do the edge sketch, like they do a thing of Woody. Uh, precisely this time in the afternoon, Woody, the, the suspect... The victim, Woody, here, was kidnapped. <laughs> they keep trying to do different sketches, like, he, his beard wasn't as long as that. <laughs> like, no, he had more of a goatee. <laughs> they do, and then they were setting up, like, the car came out this direction, <laughs> this degrees, and then Woody Rex and walks in, like, oh, you're walking through our crime scene. Like, I didn't know there was a crime like, scene. Oh, my crime scene. I didn't know there was a crime scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, bingo. <laughs> all the while, Buzz is busy uh, with the with the, with the, the, speaking, the spell. speaking spell thing. Trying to, 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 like, to say for like, the, the customized license play. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, come on, Buzz. There must be like a thousand different combinations there. It's like, oh, let's leave Buzz to play with his toys. Toy, toy. And he takes an Al's toy barn, like, hey, get that sketch, draw him in a chicken suit. Because <laughs> also, like, there's a bit earlier on where they put, where they turn the game off an Al's commercial. Al's toy commercial. And he comes and we the chicken, like, ah, oh, the chicken. Like, and then... Uh, I remember that bit because Ham's watching right. it and he's like, oh, I hate that chicken. <laughs> uh, I despise that chicken. <laughs> and then later, I'm like, it's the chicken, man. I knew there was something I didn't like about that chicken. <laughs> And Al's there, and he's housing these chains because he has to film another commercial. Like, mm. Okay, we're gonna don't. I have very important work to do. And he's all happy because he's got Woody and there in his case. Yeah, he go, comes down the stairs, stories like I can't believe I have to drive all the way to work on a Saturday, all the way to work, and he drives across the street. He's very across. He's very, he's very across the road. Do you know there's a Twitter account that that's called I can't believe I have to drive all the way to work on a Saturday, and literally every Saturday, all it does every Saturday. It's to you that clip of Al driving to work. <laughs> That's all it does. And it's one of my favourite Twitter accounts online right now. And, what, and once a hostile takeover take, takes place, will it still be your favourite Twitter account? I wonder. If it's still there. Yeah. Well, it, I'm sure it, it won't cause any offence to Mr. It's, Musk. It's a relatively inoffensive thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's comedic. It's still that he's a fat man and he's too lazy to walk across the street. He, he chooses to just drive right into traffic. And right across the road. Yeah. The lazy bastard. <laughs> anyway, uh, later on, uh, we go back to when he's trying to escape, and that's where he's introduced to our new characters. Mm. We have Jesse, we have Bullseye, and we have the Prospector, or Stinky Pete, mm. voiced by, of course, Kessler. The reason we're doing this podcast. Yes. But first, we're introduced to Jesse, and she's like, oh, she's all eha and all that. Like, Sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln, the prospector, hit one on each other. You get the box like, ta-da, like, it's the back of the box of the car, like, it's a, a box. box. He's mint in the box. Never been opened. Turn me around, bullseye. <laughs> and he's like, the prodigal <laughs> son has returned. <laughs> so Fraser. Yeah, he, he's very sensitive as well. I don't know if that was 
they purposely went for Kelsey Grammer for this. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they no. did. It's just always like, oh, the prodigal son has returned. <laughs> but then obviously he causes some issues. And something I like about the Woody-Jesse dynamic, by the way, in this movie, and subsequently after this, that? is that because he's a cowboy, she's a cowgirl, they never try and put them together as a romantic thing. No. Weirdly, in the third one, they tease a romantic thing between her and Buzz. Oh, they tease that at the end of the fucking second one, too. And they do it in the third one. Like, so, like, I, I applaud Diddy Pixar for not trying the obvious thing. Like, he's a cowboy, he's a cowgirl, so they must get together. Yeah. Because, like, they hate each other at first, like, oh, they hate each other, but then they get together at the end. Like, no, they're, they're friends, but, you know, they care about each other, but they're not yeah. together. So I brought that. They're not humping. No. <laughs> they, they, they try, but they cause conflict a lot between the two of them for this one because... Uh, Woody's like, like I need to get the hell out of here and everything. And Jesse, we discover, is suffering horrible PTSD about being... I put that in my notes. She, she clearly has PTSD. Yeah, horrid PTSD about being stuck in storage and being stuck in the dark. Yeah, because obviously, Al, we don't know how long, but she clearly had these lot for a long time, but he can't sell them to the museum in Tokyo that he wants to sell them to yeah. because he can't have the collection without Woody to complete it. And... Obviously, Woody is somehow really hard to find in the mint condition that he's looking for yeah. until he finds this Woody. So, like, obviously, like, he's like, oh, I have to go back to my owner, Andy. And, and she's, she's like, oh, she's he's, like, oh, he's still got an owner. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she starts hyperventilating. She, I feel awful for it. Which, which you don't, a kid won't fully grasp the concept of this at the time, but, like, mm. it's a really heavy issue for a kid's movie when oh, you think no, about she's it. She's just like, no, I can't go back in the dark. I can't <laughs> go back in storage again. No, she, I won't go back. I won't go back. And, and he's like, we've been waiting a story for a long time. Man. Waiting for you, Woody. And later on, they have to hide from Alan. They have to go back into their box. Like, and she doesn't want to tell me. He's like, Jesse, I promise you'll come out of the box. And at that particular point in the film, mm-hmm. I actually liked the prospector because he seemed... When you know what's going to happen later on, there are certain things that he says to Woody you realise, like, really, all the whole time, he's secretly manipulating Woody to get him to stay. Yeah, yeah, but a lot that low where he's, like, just <sighs> trying his best to reassure Jesse, and he's like, I promise you, you will come out of the box. <laughs> and then you think you'll say, like, like go into another box. Yes. You know. Go back in the box. Because, <laughs> like, you, they show him all this, all this merchandise surrounding Woody, because Woody... It was part of a TV show. Yeah. Really crappy looking TV yeah, show. Yeah, it was like an obvious puppety like TV, like yeah. you see the strings and everything. He's what he's rooting this tooting this rooting this tooting this cowboy in town. <laughs> well, it looks like this show, this show probably would have came out years before Andy was even born, so yeah. how Andy even figured out, even found Woody as a toy in the first maybe, place. Maybe it was a family passed down, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it could, mm-hmm. it could be. That's an idea I've not even considered. Thank yeah. you for that, Paul. You're welcome. But yeah, so he finds it. He's like they did. He's Woody secretly has a his first two films. He explores he has a bit of an ego about himself. Yeah, because <laughs> the first one he's all about being Andy's favorite and leading all the other toys. And that's when he was a hi of my own show. Like that's why Woody was made in the first. But he was a spin off of a, mm. a bit of merchandise to promote the TV show about himself. And then he's watching the big uh, the TV show and all says oh. You watch the episode and the end of the club, I'm like, alright, next episode. And they're like, oh no, well, they cancelled after that. And you see a bit of, a, a bit of more of like, Prophet's intentions later on, like, two words, Sputnik. Once the astronauts went up, children only wanted to play with space toys. toys. And he's like, I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. 
and so basically the show got cancelled and everything but like in the years since obviously they've become more valuable especially the Woody because mm. I'm assuming maybe he was mass produced and there aren't many as in good condition as seen. did you notice as well when they were watching mm. the episodes of the show mm. when they showed you the prospector you're like anyone seen my pickaxe <laughs> stuck in his arse and like you just see like prospector going <sighs> <laughs> I know he's like it's like Alan Rickman in Galaxy Quest. I used to be a serious actor. <laughs> I'll not say that bloody line one more time. <laughs> you got it takes brains to put that fire up. He sets on it. Ow! Ah, yeah. biscuits are burning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like Big Willie. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but don't be silly, Big Willie. Show them all these like. Like merchandise with him, and literally there's one with a snake coming out of his boot, which explains the whole. There's a snake in my boot. Uh, boot. Uh, I get it. There's a snake in, in my, my boot. boot. <laughs> uh. And he's all happy, and then they realize like, he realizes about the museum and everything. And she's like, he still has an order, and then like, no, I shouldn't even be here. And I was at a yard sale, and then that's where you see Prophet trusting but yard sale. Why were you at a yard sale so, if you have an owner? Is it because you're broken? Did this Andy break you? Yeah. Yeah. I think he says it more, I think, did this Andy damage you? <laughs> uh, no, it, it wasn't like that. And like later on, like, Al's trying to take all these photos once he's done with yours, like photos on to show the guys and the museum they want to sell it to. Mm. And he accidentally, the string gets, a bit of a string or thread gets caught with the thing and Rudy's arm comes completely off. Yeah. And he's like, going through, oh, oh, where's his arm? Where's his arm? And he calls the, the guy, the cleaner, like, you know, like, what, tonight? Nope. Okay, well, first thing in the morning. Then it looks just easy like, when he goes up. Ah! My arm! My it's arm. completely gone! Yeah. What is that? Jesse's a big deal. <laughs> and then Bart says, uh, Cleaner will come in the morning, he will fix you right up. <laughs> yeah, and then you can go. Yeah. He's like, Andy, all he ever talks about. And like, Andy, Andy, Andy. Yeah. So, in a way, you feel like, oh, that she's the bad guy. That's where you think about, like, no, she's right to me because, like, She's been waiting for a widow so that they can... She, she's just huffy. huffy. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of me when Brian is not coming on a Friday mm-hmm. rather than, and rather coming on a Saturday. Yeah. I I was huffy. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't show it. It didn't show one bit. Not to him anyway. Mm. <laughs> you know. But, but that, yeah, I'm huffy. We get the other side of this film with uh, the toys basically leading an expedition to save Woody. Everything like, like the bit with uh, Mr. Potato. I'm packing your extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes just in case. <laughs> and then old Miss Pete kissing was it? It's for Woody when you find him. Well, yeah, it's about. I think it won't mean quite the same coming from me. <laughs> and then I'll go <laughs> like. And then we'll be back before Andy gets home. <laughs> and then the thing where Slinky's using the back end of him to like, let him spring down. And then Rex like, ah. Oh, Nah, the trick is to let go. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're all down, it springs back up and we basically wreck. Slinky like just curls up to a ball, just jumps down mm. himself. And then, like, how we all see bigger things seem for a toy later on. We see them, like, it's all, it's like sunset when they're going and then it's all dark. We see them again, like, good job, man. Two blocks down, only 19 more to go. <laughs> Nineteen. Can we take a break? My parts are killing me here. Mm. <laughs> and then, like, it's the idea of like basically the reason Buzz is so behind is because like of everything we did for him in the first movie. Yeah. He's trying like pay it back, and then he says, "Then like, 
it it did give up when he had when it, it would give, give up. up with Sidham he's strapped to a rocket? No. Did he give up when you threw him out of that moving band? Oh, I wonder when you're going to bring that up. No, he. <laughs> we have a friend in me, and we will not stop telling you he's safe in any room. How about? <laughs> well, there's a big. We give this big speech. There's a big American flag in the background, yeah, yeah. and it's a transition into the, the TV. Like, this is back when still like, and that's all from television this evening. Mm. And you think you can't even afford a color TV? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biz Alice is sitting there, all falling asleep yeah. in front of the TV. Well, a big ball of fucking Cheetos in front yeah, of him, yeah. and then he snores and he drops it all over the fucking place. <laughs> and then you got like Woody trying to sneak across them with Bullseye behind him, like don't step on any of the cheeses. <laughs> yeah, I think Bullseye is really cute, Elizabeth, because he's very, very <laughs> cutely tippy toeing like like yeah. Woody does. Yeah. I think like Jesse's upset with him because <laughs> their whole situation. Yeah. Prospector's a butthole. <laughs> well, we, we don't know that yet, yeah, but, but we find out later you know, he's a butthole. But I think Bullseye is just innocent. Mm-hmm. Bullseye is just innocent and very happy to see Woody because Woody's his... Like, he's his, he's his, his cowboy. Yeah, he, he's his trusty steed. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's interesting, like, all the characters can talk, but not Bullseye. They choose not to give Bullseye a voice. He's like, he's a whore, he's a steed and everything, but, like, dogs don't talk, but they give Slinky a voice and everything, and, but, like... It's interesting the choice. Not like it makes Bullseye a lot more innocent. Like he's loyal, kind of like a dog. He's loyal to Woody and everything. Yeah. And like he's trying to get the, the his arm back from from Al, which is easy to. I love like when Al goes to Bart while he's oh. on it. They they paint it as just like really big things about her. Like, oh, just I love that bit where you see like you hear it rumbling from down low and then up and then <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Oh, oh, and then wafted his heart. He's like, oh god, damn it! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the TV goes on. Suddenly, and that wakes Al up, uh, and Woody ends up back in his wee case. But spots the remote control for the TV right in front of Jesse's, which causes more tension, tension between yeah. the two of them. And so finally, I think I would do that. Well, if the boot fits. Say that again. If the, the boot, boot fits. That's <laughs> Which is unfair. She's got an advantage. She's got two working arms. He's only got one. Yeah. He's like, she's she's fucking beating him up. He's like, he's like, don't think I'm gonna take it easy on you just because you're a girl. Even though he's clearly getting his ass kicked. Yeah. She's using it, grabbing it by the string, tw- twisting it around him mm. and everything. She's easily kicking his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse's hardcore, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he Jesse. And when we get to the bit when she explains why she's like, she's like. Mm-hmm. It'd be very sad. Yeah, that's another. That's the other like satisfaction. I think that that takes the place of the buzz, like scene, and the like. The saddest bit in the first film is also the buzz, proving try to prove I can fly, and then and then falling, mm, breaking his arm, literally comes crashing down on him. The realization that he is just a toy. Yeah. And then this one thing is that is in place with this moment of we'll talk about it here because like we don't need to talk about any particular order here. No, but, like, no, no, no. But, like. Yeah, the I, I don't think we're doing like we like we do do with the Frasier episode. We're not doing perfect sequence. We're just talking about the love of a very good movie. Yeah, but because like later on, eventually the wee old man, old man fixes him. He paints over the Andy on mm. on Woody's shoe. He fixes him up like shines up his eyes. Yeah, and... how's it gonna take? He can't rush perfection. Yeah. Also, they also they used to do a couple of little shorts with Pixar, and they did one that used to come on the end of like the Bugs Life VHS or DVD. With that old guy playing chess with himself. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. It was weird. 
liked it. Yeah, well, I liked that, but it was still weird. Yeah. You like something, I still think it's weird. I like weird. Well, there you go. <laughs> you, proved, you just proved my point. Anyway, he fixes the mirror up like, he's it's brilliant. He's just like, no. Like, don't play with him too much. <laughs> he's for display only. only. And you think, yeah, bloody boring assholes. <laughs> and then, like... He, like, like he takes the photos of them so that they can be like shown to the guy in the museum so he'll give them all his money and everything mm. then there is a moment where like, when he still is adamant he wants to leave everything and, and it's like I'll just go and everything and she goes up and thing like and Prospect writes in like you know maybe you know, you know before you go you really owe it to say, just to say goodbye and like make amends and everything and I think he knew that if Jesse tells him the story of why she's like this, would he would feel guilty? He would feel bad about it, and it would it would trick him into staying. So Prospector knows he's the puppet master of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a manipulative shit. He's a he's a wizard behind the curtain. Yes, wizard behind the plastic box. Which which given that it's Kelsey Grammer doing it and his gravitas, that kind of role again suited for him. But basically, he tries to tell me, oh, he tries to explain to her why he needs to go back to Andy. And she's like, let me guess, he's your best pal. You're his favourite buddy in the whole world. And everything. Even though, like, you can't move, it feels like you're just floating when you're with him. Like, how did you know that? And she tells that she used to be owned by a little girl called Emily. And then yeah. you get this whole sequence set to the song, When Somebody Loved Me by... Mm. Is it Sheldon McLean? I think I'm no, I don't know. Surely something. Who, Surely something or other. Who sings it. And then, like, the girl used to be all the cowgirls and everything, and then one day she started getting on to me, and everything, and then Jesse fell under the bed, and she just left it, got left there. And then we last year started going up and replacing mm-hmm. her cowgirl stuff with makeup and boys. And and when she found her, she basically just gave her away to some sort of yard sale, very similar to... Mm. To him, would he, how he, would he bit, got found? The bit that made me really sad mm-hmm. in that bit, though, was when she did find her. Mm-hmm. And she had her in her wee purse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're like, oh, she's found her again. She's going to keep her. And then she doesn't keep her. And it's like, oh. I mean, you're getting older. Like, sure, you keep a toy like that and you can just in a moon for your own sale years later and everything like Hell that. yes. Hell yes. One where Jessie's looking through the box as she drives away that. That, that gets me every did time. That, but, did that make you sad? That gets me every time. Yeah. The, the idea of like... Bloody sad movies. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Disney, Pixar, you bastards. Emotionally manipulating pricks. Yeah. Anyway. Make me feel things. <laughs> I don't like to feel things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the uh, basically the idea of like they're not just him because I, he's felt the idea of like Andy's not feeling all of Andy's affection and everything. Yeah, and then he goes, he still goes to leave briefly. He still thinks about it, and then Prospect is like, "How long do you think it'll last? Do you think Andy will really take you to college on his honeymoon?" The idea, like, because Andy did think about taking Woody with him to college with him. And then even he's the one he hesitates giving over to the little girl at the end of the third one yeah. for reason like he's meant a lot to me, but you know I should pass them on now to along with all the others to this little girl. The idea of, like Andy would have taken him to college, but then didn't. Yeah. So like prospector of that plus the story and me prospector's words out of that 
convinces Willie, like, I'm going to stay. Yeah. So Willie would have stayed had the guys not found him and he hadn't seen the other side of Prospector. Yeah. Mm. Which would have been a weird situation because what would Andy have thought when he got home? And, and had no toys. And had, well, then I had his toys but didn't have Woody. That would have devastated yeah. him. Yeah. So, I love like the journey of like the other toys. They're going through all the... the the bushes and everything, mm. and they don't even start as you're like, oh, who are we missing? Me. And then, like, and you see, you think he's back after catching up with him. Yeah, he's like, who's behind? Me. Mine. <laughs> I have my back here, catch up with my front half. <laughs> and he just starts saying, like, he's all exhausted, like, oh, I'm buzzing. <laughs> they don't know where the hell they are, and then I was like, hey guys, why did the toys cross the road? <laughs> oh, I love riddles. Why? To get to the chicken on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're so close. Like, they assume that he's in the toy barn. Like, so close. We're just, we're that close to everybody. And then just like, zoom. <laughs> cars go like, ah, oh, we tried. Oh, well. <laughs> like, how the hell are we going to create a cross there? <laughs> and then they do the thing with her in the little, inside the little, uh, plastic traffic cones. Yeah. <laughs> and they basically just cause a big car pile of everything. Like, well, I think that went well. And it pans up. All the cars were shooting each other. <laughs> like, you good God, job, guys. We're that much closer to Woody. They go in the toy barn. And I love the, the use of, even though it's an animated film, the camera pans up to show the house. Like, basically, they don't realise that they're actually further away from Woody than where they were before. Yeah. And uh, the, them in the toy store itself was actually one of my favourite like parts of the movie yeah, and we're just that. going over in there jumping up to try and like get to the moisture so they can get into the to the, to the yes. place and they're going around all the aisles and Buzz I like Buzz's thing here because Buzz is basically confronted with, with what himself he, what he used to be like yeah. looking at all the other like we that even if he didn't know it already the fact that he's not special because like look at all these Buzz like you're a mass produced yeah, thing he's looking at all, all the buzzes mm-hmm. And he notices one of the buzzes comes with a new belt, and he's like, hmm. But the idea of, like, like, like they got this new one, but now with a utility belt thing, like, you're, like, you're not even, like, the latest buzz, like, they're replacing with a new buzz with, like, a new accessory. Yeah, and he's like, hmm, utility to, belt. To mention, like, The Simpsons, like, it's basically, like, you like, Malibu Stacey, like, but she's got a new hat. Yeah. That's basically the thing, like, the same toy, but just this little added accessory with it. So- Buzz is intrigued by the bell. He goes to... He was like, was I really that fat? He sees the belt. And he goes to touch it. He's like, hmm. He's thinking of Nick and he's selling a belt. And he goes to touch it and he just goes like, ah. Ah, freeze, Space Ranger. You're in violation called 767-something. That all all members of all Space Rangers... Until... Until told otherwise by authorized personnel, I've got a deserter. Was I really less deluded? Silence then. <laughs> this will be yours as evidence in your court martial. <laughs> so he, stu- he stuffs him inside the box. And... Hey, you can't do this to me. And then he ends up getting picked up by others, built up at them, and saying, because like, Rex finds a book talking, giving you secrets to video games. Like, it's it's like an old gaming magazine, isn't it? Yeah, it says, How to Defeat Zark. Yeah. Mm hmm. I never go in for those. Like I remember on like a channel where I used to watch Perrins and all the other shows I used to watch. I used to have a wee guy pop up to take give you tips about video games. I used to pay attention to 
until somebody wrote asking like about a parent chicken that I was playing. Like here's a wee code. You pause it and press X exit here. You your your swords your swords will be able to absorb more damage and be you won't die as much in the game. Like I'm mm. um, just what was that button X plus square. <laughs> I just pause that. Note that down. I'm gonna use that next time I play the game. And I took I took great advantage of that. Oh yeah, I remember I remember being in school and your mate would come in and be like that. And give you like a folded sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. Always a folded sheet A4. Mm -hmm. And we go, yeah, got your cheat codes. Uh -huh. And I'll be like, yes, man. <laughs> yeah, every day, is, every day is, even when I play games that I'm struggling with, I thought somebody's got to have played the game who knows more about this and showed you how you do it on YouTube. Oh, so and so showed it. Ah, that's how you get to that level. Yeah. It's a little more easier nowadays, but now, but back then, cheat codes were harder to come up. But he ah, it tells you how to read Zerg. <laughs> He's reading through it as they're all looking through. And then Ham finds them a car to to drive around in, and then Mr. Potato takes over. Like, We've been down this aisle already. We haven't been down this aisle. It's pink. <laughs> and then they find the barbell. Like, there you guys know we're at. We can find Al of Al Torbar. We get the travel guide. But like, I can help you. Please make sure all your hands be are inside the vehicle at all times. Please help out questions to the end of the tour. <laughs> she goes around, and we go in. They go in the buzzer. Now we submit, but we had a buzz like your ass. And then we find Buzz like, Buzz, get in the car, you moron. <laughs> buzz! And then, like, there's a. Uh, they like crash because uh, Rex free with the belly. It tells you how to defeat Sir. Yeah, it just sticks the magazine out <laughs> the fucking front of the thing. And he falls out, and then they do we all manage to Jurassic Park. Mm. And you see him in there, they're like, Help! Dinosaur overboard! <laughs> <laughs> And then he then he tells Buzz, Buzz, I know how to defeat Zerg. Realizing that this is an action, Buzz thinks he's actually Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. They're like, you do? Well, I'll explain you on the way. <laughs> hey, where would you get the new belt, Buzz? Well, well, oh, they're a pig. They're a standard issue. <laughs> and you got Buzz, and you don't like trying to shout them, but they can't hear like, you got the wrong Buzz. Well, like, hey Buzz, where'd you get the new belt? New belt? Well, slotted pig, they're a standard issue. Uh. So now we're at kind of the final act of the movie. Yeah. Where uh, they're looking through at Hal's office. Mm. <laughs> Everything, because he's taking photos of all of the, the guys. Like now they're all in mint condition. Uh, Woody's like, actually excited about maybe yeah. coming to, to Japan with them. Yeah. He's, now he's decided to stay. And then the guy that's looking through at Hal's office for clues to where Woody might be. And then like, uh, <laughs> Rex is talking to this new buzz. Like, see, we thought... We went into Zerg's fortress through the main gate. We didn't realize there was a secret entrance to the left through the shadows. To the left through the shadows. shadows. And they're like, look, and they hide because Al comes in, he faxed the, the images to the guy. Mm. You're like, that's the chicken man right there. Strange. Doesn't look like anything like poultry. <laughs> like, and he's at all chicken because the guy's like, I'll pay anything you want. Anything. How about we add another zero to the price? Yes, yes, anything, anything. <laughs> I'll be on the next flight to Japan. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, as you might know this from watching Matt Cardona, but that kind of that kind of collection, if you had a rare a rare figure collection from a rare television show in mint condition, one of which was boxed. Yes. What kind of price does that kind of thing go for? I think Matt Cardona talked about it like I can't remember the exact number, but he does about like the most he ever spent on a figure. I think it may have been the some sort of Macho Man-esque figure yeah. that he bought. And it was in the thousands. He basically talked about how basically he was uh, he was still doing Chelsea Green, like, 
is the idea of like basically an irresponsible number of amount of money <laughs> to be spending on one figure that your significant other would not be happy about. Ah. Like I remember, I've watched some of the vlogs of the major wrestling guys, and like whenever they basically when they talk about figures, just the sheer like apathy on Chelsea's like she loves them, <laughs> but she's not she doesn't give a fuck about the toys. Oh, she should. No, also, I think I mentioned before, no, it's also in wrestling and I have a toy collector, Big Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. He, he does a regular series of, like, toy vlogs going there looking for things. He doesn't just collect wrestling, though, he collects all sorts of, like, Power Rangers stuff and everything yeah. like that. Do you know what? He doesn't collect hmm. any any notable notoriety in AEW. Hmm. But he seems happy. Anyway. Maybe she just stayed where you were, huh? Also did a cheat day video where he had these Power Rangers as cookies that he was eating. Mm. It got me especially for him, which was very fun. I like watching Easton's vlogs. Cheat day? Yes. Does he not eat cheaty regularly? No, because no, wrestlers have to be... Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even get the words like... Ugh. Man. Yeah. Wrestlers actually care about their boys. They don't just drink cider all the time. Fucking wrestlers. Look, yeah. there you go. Ugh. Paul's getting his weight in by lifting two cans of with each finger. Ugh. Ugh. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Work it, man. Yeah. Put those down, please. Okay, You're embarrassing It's not going to do anything, is it? No, no, no. Put that down. Can I have a can of cider? Of the big cider. Oh, go ahead. Yay, big cider. I offered you one other. Uh, I got it. See, I'm in peak condition. Uh, that was a big stretch. I'm gonna have to lie down now. <laughs> uh. uh. Ah! There you go. Look at that. I ripped that cardboard asunder with my mighty might. <laughs> yes. So, through like following Al, that's where they find out that he lives across the road, and they were able to get to. Get to Woody, but, yeah. but also the same time Buzz manages to wiggle free from his from his box from his bonds, and uh, he manages to find his own way out of the store. But a bunch of boxes fall to get the door, the automatic doors stay open so he can get squeezed through. But one of them happens to be a box for a for a, a Berserk figure, who also much like Buzz thinks it's an actual thing. Yeah, and sees Buzz wander around, the real Buzz wander around. Destroy Buzz Lightyear. Destroy Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> And so they follow him across the road and they're trying to find a way and like they, they hide into Al's like, bag so they can get into his car. The other toys then you're like, Come on man and they're all looking at Buzz like, What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> He's trying to find a way out and uh he manages to pull the the lock open but manages to lose his arms at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and they fall he was like, He's a level twenty three. How the hell are we gonna get up there? Uh, I say we all get each other's shoulders, push the intercom, and pretend we're living a pizza. Uh, how about a ham sandwich with fries and a hot dog? And we're like, what about me? You can uh, be a free toy. You can be a free toy, get onto the mail. <laughs> and then there's a vent off to the left, like, guys, over here. You're right, Reptile Man. To the left, to the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, you. I think that Buzz liked you while I went to his head. <laughs> And there's a bit where he gets to the bit too, and I'm like, I mean, we to glue his helmet shut when we get back. Mm. And they go up, like, and there's a bit we talked about, like, the walls are closing in. You're the vegetable man. No, he's like, the walls are closing in. Quick, help me drop up vegetable man. Put me down, you moron. 
Everybody, hey guys, it's not the not the walls, it's the elevator. <laughs> and they're like, everybody starts claiming up the walls and they're like, Buzz, like, shouldn't we just use the elevator? They'll be expecting that. <laughs> and they're dangling off. And, like, and he's like, Ugh. I'm going to engage anti-gravity. I'm going to let go yeah, of the wall. He's, like, <laughs> no. no, he's, he's climbing up and he's like, like you say, he's got the, the, the suction cups helping dragging them, quite impressively dragging like four of them or something. Yeah. But then he's like, my anti-gravity servos. <laughs> I'm going to let, let go. go of he's not. <laughs> he is. Three, he, he is. Two, no. <laughs> Two, infinity and beyond. They just drop and then they just happen to land on the elevator as it's going up. Two, and, <laughs> uh, and then we get to the top and he's like, gravity re-engaged. And they're all like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then while inside Al's apartment, like, while he's like trying to, he's arguing with someone like, how much do overnight four practices to Ben? You are ripping people off. You're taking advantage of people in a hurry. <laughs> and they're all excited. And then Woody's wrestling with Jesse and Bill Anderson. And they just feel like these, they stick one potato his eyes to the guy. Like, mm. He's being tortured. Because oh, he's tickling him. Uh, how are we going to get through, Buzz? Use your head. I don't want to <laughs> use my head. We use fucking Rex and Batten room. They're like, yeah. And they just start attacking the other guys. Like, they can, jump on. Can I? Can I? Like they all come in and they're all like, like it's a bit of pandemonium and shit. And they're all going mental, and fucking <laughs> at first, I think it's it's Potato Man, Mister <laughs> Potato Head. It's like he's like, get ready to meet Mister Angry Eyes, and he sticks his extra pair of shoes in his eye sockets, and he's like, ah, well, because. While he reaches behind him, he takes his current eyes out so he can't see where yeah, he's yeah. reaching. And then, uh, fucking Ham jumps on Prospector's box and <laughs> he's like, You heard a Kung Fu? Well, here's Pork Chop! <laughs> and, and then, then like, uh, Springy Dog and. It's like uh, he's like grilling it, and then he wraps them both up. Uh, and he's like, 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 Grab one and let's go! Like, guys, guys! They're my friends! Yeah, we're his friends! No, no, no Rex, they're I mean, my friends! I mean, they're my friends! <laughs> and then he tries to explain to them about everything like, like oh. I'm a rare share of woody doll <laughs> uh, well he tries to explain that after Buzz comes comes mm. the new regular Buzz comes like and Buzz goes like he's been through all this before he knows how to deal with this new Buzz like don't let this imposter fool you he's been trained by third to make my remove he presses his helmet and he's like <laughs> And he just lifts his boot up and he's like, oh. Andy, like, oh, <laughs> And he's like, this is kind of like, don't worry, Baby Ranger, this is a cold X through to <laughs> You mean, <gasps> mean I'm, yes. And he's, he's uh, yes. Your Majesty. majesty. <laughs> 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 he bows to Woody and then just slinks bowing. <laughs> and then there's this thing like, look, they're having a rare shit. We're like, oh, let's merge everything. Like, Buzz, I was a yo yo. Buzz. <laughs> like, buddy. And, like, you had to try and get him to come back with him. Like, I was like, Buzz, you know, these guys will be. And what's interesting about the main scene between Buzz and Woody through some. Mm. Most, and most of these will be, like, just the actors themselves reading it and other people, like, reading it back to them. Yeah. You know? But for a lot of the Woody Buzz scenes, especially this one, they had Tom Hanks and Tim Allen together in the studio playing off each other, which yeah. is And the like, like, but, like, Woody, you're not a collector's item. Like, he tries to. Explain the virtues that he's been in the first place. Like you're a child's plaything. You are, are a, a toy. toy. 
Yeah, but how for much longer? Yeah, one rip and Andy just threw at me. Then what yeah. am I supposed to do, Buzz? Yeah, he's like, yeah, but for how much longer? One more rip and Andy's done with me. Mm. He's like, you know, some kid, some toy out there once said to me, there's nothing better than me loved by a kid. And I came all this way to find that toy. Well, you, I guess you didn't find it. Neil Gwaley, he's like, what about Woody? He made his choice. Come on, let's get back home before Andy gets back. Yeah. So, kind of sad, and then... Buzz is just so disappointed in him. He's yeah. like, come on, you, you expunged these values to me, and now you're ignoring them. Yeah, and then, like, probably, like, you know, it's all for the best, Woody, and everything. And then would you like, no. And he goes to, like, look, he rapes off the stuff, the extra bit of paint on his foot. Yeah, and he's like... He's like, no, nah, and he's like, come on... This would be great. You's come with me. Like, Bullseye, do you want to come? And then Jesse's like, he's like, Jesse, come on, do you want to come? We'll be good. And she's like, all right. I'll well, come. Well, your shoots down the, the vent. Buzz. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm coming with you. Give me a second. And then with like, oh, good on you, cowboy. Like, yeah. Like, Prospect, how about you? He turns him around. And the box is empty. And then he's using the pickaxe to shut like, you're out the box. I tried reasoning with you, Woody. You keep pu- pushing me to... Further and further measures. Wait a minute. You turned on, on the TV. TV. Not Jesse. Ah. Then he basically like, I'm years I spent on a dime store shelf watching every other toy be sold. <laughs> basically, he's basically, like, basically wants to be preserved. He wants to be admired by toys for generations. And he's like, I don't care about what you, you guys want or not. What's this happening? Yeah, he's basically. like, fucking... You know, I tried reasoning with you, Woody, but you keep pushing me to take more extreme measures. He tries to get the gate home, but Popular Polo, that Buzz Lightweight can't help you now. All those sick of those stupid space toys anyway. Yeah, his name is Buzz Lightyear, whatever. And he does the better. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, he's sick of those damn space toys. toys anyway. just, and then at the here, Alchemist, so he has to go in the box, so the other guys have to try and rush to save and everything, and then that's when Zer comes up like. Oh, it does repeat slave from the big of We meet again, Buzz Lightyear. For the last time. Ah, that's Zerg. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an ion blaster. It's just shooting little balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the, the new Buzz and then, fights. And when new Buzz and he shoots a laser <laughs> light at him, he's like, and like So the new Buzz is in that space, and while they're trying to feed we're like, come on, Brex, let's go. But Buzz is in peril. <laughs> he's just shoving against all these buzz, 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 and he goes, I can't watch this. He turns his tail and knocks Zerg off the stage. Yeah, and Zerg's like, oh, <laughs> I, I did it. I defeated Zerg. It was like, father. father. <laughs> See why he does it? No, he just leans in. It's so dramatic. Very Jackson Headley. <laughs> <laughs> very, very Jackson Headley. He's like, father. I, I died for sure. <laughs> I did it. I defeated Zerg. Oh, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they try to use Slinky, he stretched down, you almost get Winnie, but then properly yeah, grabs him. Grabs him and throws him back in the box back again. In the box. And, and they end up having to follow him to the to the airport and like, how are we going to catch up with them? It's that anybody? And yeah. like, he's a planet. 
van there. And then we get some of my favourite characters in the movie. <laughs> you get the people in like, uh, uh, outsiders. Talk about the trailers, by the way, for this for this movie. They didn't, the trailers didn't show a lot for the movie, but like, mm. there was one with the aliens like, the car, it's coming, it's coming. And so to look like, oh, and then two came in like, <laughs> I was through that trailer that I first uh, I first heard the song The Boys Are Back in Town mm. But no, uh, we get in and what is it like uh, like you work with pedals you work with steering wheel and then Rex is telling where we go he's turning left he's turning left and the, they're just dangling on it and they almost go outside and uh, you, you remember when they get in at first they're like how do we do this and like Use a wand of power. And they pull the gear just like, like ah. <laughs> they just like, you try to hold on to them and then they turn right, they get pulled back in. You have saved our lives. You're eternally I, grateful. You have saved our lives. We're eternally grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and they just keep doing like, you have saved our lives. We're eternally grateful. We will just leave me alone. Oh, that's what we feel. We, we get out of the car. <laughs> we get out of the car. Like, everybody get in here. So like, aha. Doggy basket or like yeah, doggy carrier and like sort of toddle it in, and you hear those little ladies like, "You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful." Will you just leave me alone? Well, they park a little thing. I think it's a more American thing, but there's different zones you can park in. And yeah. they're like, "We can't park here. It's a white zone." <laughs> they go there, they're like, "Oh, a, oh, a puppy." And then, then loves like. Also, if you're a parent, don't let your children just run up to a random person's dog. As someone who owns a dog who's a bit shy, please yeah. don't have your children run dog. And don't be annoyed if I, if your children run up to my dog, my dog instinctively barks because it feels threatened. Yes, because you're running at you're running at the dog, poor thing. Yes. Anyway, enough of this public service announcement. Yes. They get put on the the baggage. They try and go in the barricade so they to find Woody and that because he was on like now yeah, those. Right, Bertie, bear care of those things, like, buddy. I know what goes on back there. <laughs> those, what's in the contents of that case is worth more than you make in a year. I ate a box of cookies one time and came back in crumbs. <coughs> so, a fragile stick you can put on that. <laughs> and, and so, they're going through, like, it's a green case, like, there's the case. Oh, no, there's the case. Okay, you take that one, I'll take that one, we'll take this one. <laughs> and then, love, Slinky gets, like, separated and tabby, like, Buzz, my back half going the other way. And what? My, my, my one complaint about the latter half of this movie. Do tell. Is maybe Prospector gets dispatched of a little too quickly. Because then you have the bit with Jesse and like it feels like they're just putting on a bit of tension of them trying to save her just on her own. I get, if Prospector was still in the box trying to keep her with them, then maybe it would have been more tense. But like, I get you, uh, I do get it, but. Prospector was just angry, and I, I get where you come from. Like, yeah, Prospector should have still been part of it, but also I think they worked just as well building the tension without him. Mm-hmm. Like, because really, he's just a, a fat old miserable dick that was in a box. Like, it's a thing with like especially later Disney, both Pixar and just regular Disney movies. Like, they did the whole the idea of the twist villain, like of someone you didn't realize was a villain until the latter half of the movie. Mm. And Prospect was one of the earliest examples of oh, he was a villain the whole time, and so you wanted to, I wanted to see more. And plus, what we get and when you, when he's finally revealed his motivations, you get to hear more of like frantic, exasperated, angry Kelsey Grammer, I'm like my God, yeah. like angry. We get to see him Fraser and everything like the bit where he's yelling like, "Are you insane? 
Children destroy toys. Yeah, He'll be ruined. I like that, like when they're going and like you say, they got the first green box. Yeah, and there's nothing. And it's in full it. of camera gear. Aye. And then finally they get to the other box and they open it, and the minute Buzz opens it, Prospect just hooks him right to the fucking job. Also, the they, they put in our wicked like punch sound effect. Oh, in totally. There as well. He hooks him good, and he's like, like, like come yeah. ahead, and he mm. starts fighting. Mm. And like Woody goes down and like he's trying to help him, he's yeah. like, like okay, you can either go yeah, he's like, together. Woody, get back in the box. <laughs> he's like, look, he fixed you once, he can fix you again. You can all go in Japan in one piece or in pieces. And he lifts them up and then he's they, like, they start like, flashing. No, and he's like, fine. Goes to ch- goes to slice him and then they come up on the conveyor with the fucking camera gear and they're like, ha ha, we will flash at you. <laughs> I sent wrong the way I said it later. <laughs> But we we will we will hit you with this camera flash, ha ha! ha. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah ah no! He's like, you idiots! You all be ruined! Children destroy toys! And it's real because you spend your day, you spend the rest of your days uh, running in some landfill. He's like, you all be ruined. Ruined. <laughs> Maybe like the early season eleven episodes, like the old phrase you would have said, "Harut, she's <laughs> awful. I made a terrible mistake." <laughs> So like I really wish he he be always you know, we could have had we could have had more angry Kelsey Grammar, you know. I just love it, it was like we got the perfect place for you, Prospector. He's like no no no. <laughs> and he gets putting some like little girls back. back. He's like she's like ew a big old ugly man doll. <laughs> and then she grabs her bag and then she puts her Barbie and he's like oh. Don't you worry. She's an artist. So she's, she's, she's all... Right, and she turns around, she looks normal and sends around, it's all painted on one and side. And glittery, and he's like... Oh. <laughs> I think it's suitable, like, uh, punishment for him, because the idea of, like, he wants to be preserved, even though he's technically not meant in box, because he's secretly becoming out of the box yeah. to fuck with Woody. Like, oh, you, you're going to love Amy. So the, she's an artist. So the idea, he's going to be, like, all messed up and everything, not mm. in proper condition, because then... Cause it's all, like I said, the punishment for the, the villain at the end. The third one, he's... His whole thing is, is, is the stuff toy he has smells nice that he gets stuck in the front of a garbage truck at the yeah. end. Like, buddy, you might want to close your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and get Jesse, but the box uh, slides down the conveyor belt before they can get her. Mm. So they have to try and do this big heist, get her on, get on the plane. But then as soon as they get, go to get her, they see him, it's like, no, Andy's got a little sister. Why didn't you say that before? Yeah, and then oh, like, you, you skip because it's a really good sequence when we go to save her. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, like, we get we get down the conveyor belt and fucking <laughs> like like doing their damnedest to try and get her out of the thing before it ultimately yeah. slides. But it slides, and so she has to like you know <laughs> play yeah. pretend. Yeah, and then like fucking guy, he just like opens the lid and just yeah chucks her back in. I'm like you can't. You know, and I mean, then, I think there are stories of Baggy Sand was pretty much being like that. Oh, I know, but I was like, you can't, you be nice to her. And, <laughs> and, and, well, I got aggrieved. Yeah, I, I, I get you, you you're going to be aggrieved. But, we fucking, like, Woody's like, right, I'm going to fix this, so him and Bullseye down mm-hmm. the conveyor belt, they go charging mm-hmm. after her. And he does see it, they say, where's my trusty Steve Bullseye? Yeah, where's my trusty Steve Bullseye? <laughs> yeah, right, I go in, Bullseye! And he goes charging and he gets up onto the, the little like baggage... Yeah, before the plane's taken thing. Out, yeah. And he like jumps one, jumps two, jumps three, he finally gets on. Uh. And he gets there, and then he doesn't quite catch her. <laughs> so he manages like, like chuck hard box onto the plane. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? What am I gonna... And then so he puts himself in a golf bag <laughs> and then they chuck him on and he gets out. And it's it's so sad, but it's the cutest little fucking scene. <laughs> like, he runs over, he finds her box and he opens it and she's all curled up inside the box, all sad. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And he did the thing where he tells her, and he's got a little like, why didn't you say so? so? Yeah. And then... They did like the, the young guy's like, oh, there's other boxes, but then as soon as they go, you like, they just started to like, ah, oh, we'll get them on the next flight. So the plane's about to take you off, and Buzz is riding bullseye to try and save yeah. them. And they're going down the wheel of plane, are you crazy? Like, just like, just managed to file up so the Woody's around the, but the show got cancelled. <laughs> we never got to see how it ended. Well, let's find out. <laughs> yeah. And they use like the string to kind of like lasso themselves back to bullseye. Yeah, it hooks onto one of the wee nuts on yeah. the wheel bit. It'll it's swing around. I did love a line you missed there a little bit when Woody, uh, when mm. Buzz is riding up on bullseye and he's like, what's a cowboy without his hat? Because yeah, the wind, the fast yeah. we're moving, you know, like, the wind blows up, blows his hat off and he grabs it. And then they eventually get off the plane, they're all together and like, oh, do you have a wee hug and more? And then just another plane just goes, woof. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's get the hell off this bloody tarmac. Mmm. <laughs> I love that Addy's mum never questions what happens next year, because, like, Andy comes home, the, the, all the, the new toys, basically, are all presented there. The yeah, mom. welcome back, Andy. Yeah, and, like, you're like, ah, new toy, thanks, mum. His mum never questions it. No. But, like, where these new ones come from and everything. And then, like, they get the... Andy thing on there totally like, and uh, he says yee-haw like we're a family again and then like you have to rearrange the because <laughs> he puts his hooves up and he says daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh like there's what a bit earlier on like it was also in the trailer but a bit where when he's messed about in, Andy, in Al's apartment while he's there like right like the wind in both eyes he falls off and both eyes holster comes off and he covers himself yeah, like, like <laughs> and he just sneaks off quietly oh like the, the thing that I was really like when they get when it comes to the next day mm-hmm. and everybody on the street comes out and sees the whole yeah. truck set up set <laughs> yeah. in the, set yeah, from the, the airport fucking, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how they got back but fucking no yeah and and you know how you were talking about it's really good they didn't put woody and jesse together yeah they back and like she's always saying like, oh we're a family again and and he's uh, just himself but... and and buzz is buzz is like <laughs> <laughs> He's like going up to Jesse and he's like, Oh well you're a you're a fine young woman with a uh, beautiful yarn of hair, hair of yarn. Ain't you just the cutest thing? And he gives him a big snog and he's like yeah. And then she goes to help uh goes basically there's a similar thing uh, like, to, uh, to Buzz like, needs and she's like I needs help He does a like zoom like and just a like, yola and like uh, he has like wings string out Rooms for rent. <laughs> like also, we should mention the old Buzz, like when they go again and go, Buzz, are you coming? No, I'm going to spend some quality time with my, my old dad. dad. Go along, Buzz. <laughs> oh, you're a great dad. <laughs> so long. So long. <laughs> uh, anyway. So that's good. Uh, the, wee, the wee aliens are still there. Like, you, had, you saved our lives. We're hungry for Miss Pete. Oh, they're like we're so adorable. Let's you, adopt them, oh, you Daddy. Oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you go like when he's watching out the window, you see uh, to see Andy and his wee sister and everything. Like you know, he's like, I don't know how long this will last. And he's like, you know, 
Okay, Joey, well, it does, you know, and I'll put Lightyear by my side <laughs> the whole way, everything. It ends on a nice note, and then you see Wheezy's got his squeaker, like, mm. properly fixed. And then, oh, we didn't even mention there's a bit that helps when he change his mind later on, because obviously, the main song, the first one is the whole Andy Newman's, like, you got a friend in me. Yeah. And then Woody turns on the TV, sees his old Joe, there's a bit where Woody sings, you've got a friend in me, and he's just watching him, and that's why it helps him change his mind. And then we get another version of You Got a Friend in Me, sung by Robert Goulet, but oh. sung through, through uh, yes. Wheezy with the big microphone thing. Mm. So a big song and dance to end the, to end the movie on a positive note. Before we go into your, one of your favourite parts, the wee outtakes. Uh, I love the outtakes. Mm-hmm. Like I say, my, fav- my, fav- my two favourite bits of the outtakes are both Jesse ripping off Woody's string. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you lost his string. Can I just be in the movie now? Can I just be in the movie now? She falls into hysterics now, but wait. Wait, look. Prospector, how about you? You two are uh, identical. completely identical. Uh, I'm sure I could get you a part in Toy Story 3. Uh, <laughs> uh, we back. Oh, well, thank you, girls. And come back to me anytime you want more tips on acting. And. <laughs> 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 and then there's like the bit there. We'll be back before I can get something. There's a mustache on <laughs> Mustache and specs and big eyebrows. What are you? <laughs> and then you go to the bit where he's looking through like, like, the, the fucking binoculars and he's looking through on it. So, <laughs> what are you? And then his wings come out like a space for rent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the bit with the end, like the microphone goes to jump out and it hits squeeze wheezy. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Microphone. Yeah. I'm not a very good guess. You need to throw it directly in my my flipper. <laughs> and then you get we think with like the guys from Bugs Life. Like, can't believe you got a Bugs Life too. Ah, oh, I cannot believe it. Also, <laughs> but there's a little teeny tiny problem. It is a two movie, but <laughs> it's not a Bugs Life too. What? What is it then? And action, and it cuts limb cutting through. Um, fucking limb cutting through the brush and Bugs just chopping the fucking. Ah, uh, the branch through the We will cover a Bugs Life, by the way, because Dave really High Pierce. I love that movie. Uh, so I'll be much. a future I'd like to get because Dave High Pierce is in that movie. We basically did a piece, it was almost a coin flip almost, not literally, but we just be like, said, fuck it, we'll do Toy Story first, then Bugs Life yeah, later yeah. on. Oh, I love Bugs Life. Let's, let's roll one of my favourite Pixar movies, Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. I was a little love that movie. No, oh, hell no. Uh, a stick, a splinter. You're a walking stick. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> My sword. Swish, swish. Clang, clang. Oh, all the dub bugs like the other day. Like Francis, the leader, but that's Dennis Leary voicing. Uh, uh, also, uh, the voice of Diego in the Ace Hage movies. I ain't seen those. The first one's good. The rest of them. Shit. What, you mean all the million of them little fucking brought out? Yeah, the first one's good. We got Ray Romano voicing the the, the mammoth and John Leguizamo does the, said the sloth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Ray Romano. Yeah. He's but, a butt But anyway, the first one is good, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think I've seen the first one. The first one is good. This one is good. Like a lot of those Pixar fucking movies that they've done a million of, you know. The first one's They weren't even good. Pixar. They were fucking... DreamWorks? No, Blue Sky. Studio. The studio that they are owned by, I don't think it doesn't even... Like the studio shut down and then their assets were bought by Disney, so... Right. They're under Disney now, but they weren't at the time. Blue Sky Studios, I think they were done by. But anyway, 
That's what I say. That's Toy Story 2 done. Done. Let's look at two different things here. First off, let's look at Kelsey Grammer's part in the movie. That's why we're doing this. Did, did and you then look at the overall uh, movie. Did you not say you had watched some uh, behind the scenes or extra footage yeah, of Kelsey yeah. Grammer talking yeah. about his part? The only clip I've seen of him, he joked. I think it's kind of jolly like, oh, they said I was uh, playing the part of the prospector, but uh, then I finally found out he was also called Stinky Pete. In <laughs> 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 his usual Kelsey Grammer way, but in terms of like a surprise, oh, twist, he's the villain, and then you want to suddenly see him saying both nice and then also sinister. Kelsey Grammer has the vocal range like, to do that. Oh, yes, yes. So I don't have any issues with him being the villain of the movie. I I I'd seen this movie before I even knew what Fraser was. So I I yeah. did the prospect before I knew who Kelsey Grammer was. That's cool. But then also the movie overall, I don't think do we even rate them. We didn't even rate the episodes of. No, we're down the wrong way. Like, we didn't even rate the episodes of The Simpsons before, but I don't even, it doesn't even feel right to rate this movie anyway. No, but I, would I just, think we're both rated positively. If we did. Oh yeah, we'll just see what we would not rate it. You know, with with the thumb like we do with the, with everything else. We will just say rate very positive. A positive reaction to a great movie. It's a great movie. It is like all the Toy Story movies are great for their own different reasons. But yeah. this movie, like, there are some movies, there are some like, callbacks to be made. Some people see them as like, oh, they just. Reason what they did in the first movie, like no, they're doing that as a callback to the first movie, and they're building upon it. And Buzz is repeating back, trying to put back to Woody the lessons he taught him to try and get Woody to realize, like you shouldn't be a collector boy, you should come back with us. Yeah, we came all this way to find you. Despite the fact that, like, not everyone may love every goddamn movie, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of things, like that, always the message is the general message at the center of the movie. Is always expanded upon. Yeah, you know, there's always there's always like maturing and building of the characters over all four movies. Yeah, and like did Pixar. I don't think any studios went on a hot streak more than Pixar. It's only like cause they had Toy Story and Bugs Life yeah. and Toy Story Two. Then I think the next couple movies were Incredibles. Incredibles was pretty incredible. Finding Nemo, and then that was great. Then they made Cars, but not everyone's perfect. Yeah, I, didn't like cars. I mean, cars was a one that could have just been a one and done, but they had to I mean, three squeeze the f- ever fucking life out of that yeah. movie. I mean, three was. <laughs> yeah, but Incredibles, Incredibles, like Samuel Jackson, honey, where's my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> but where is my super suit? Did you enjoy the, the sequel? I've only seen part of the sequel. Yeah, I knew everyone would have been waiting ages for it. Do you like Up? Up is great. Isn't um, it? The first 10 minutes. Like, they, they, they give you all the emotional beats right in the first 10 fucking oh, yeah, minutes, don't so they? depressing. <laughs> I, I do love the pet where he finally takes off in his house. Mm. And then he hears the door knock. Like, Mr. Fredrickson, can I come in now, please? <laughs> no. Please. Oh, Alright. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they went on a hot streak. I mean, they've had some great outfit in the years fall. Nothing yeah. to do with this series, but like, was Ants? No, that was a DreamWorks. Dream that was DreamWorks. That was basically their version of Bugsley. But shit. apparently they they pushed up and rushed up at the end of production of that because they heard Bugsley was coming out and the Ants were the big part of it. So basically, the idea of like two studios doing the same movie. Oh no. 
I, I mentioned this, I mentioned incredible uh, between the actual order after this movie, roughly, you know, 2001 Monsters Inc. would come out. Mm. It's a fucking amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And not just celebrities, just for the sake of it. You had bloody John Goodman, perfect as Sully. Billy Crystal is Mike. Perfect as Mike. Steve Buscemi is the villainous Randall. Is Randall. And, at the end of- and you had that character, Roz, who was just yeah. great. And, you know, James Garner playing Mr. Waternews. That's who I was like. Uh, oh, and Joe Rosberg is the uh, boss woman. Welcome to the Himalayas. And then, oh, I'd actually, I thought it was great. Well, then, if anyone knows, Fiji Nemo in 2003, then The Incredibles. After that. Then Cars. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is actually pretty decent. I like Ratatouille. It's pretty decent. Then up, 23, everything's there like that. Brave. Meh. Billy Connolly is that Billy Connolly's alright. I like it, meh. Okay. I'm not going to go through the entire hearty of the of Fixer and everything, but you know, we hope you enjoyed this. Our exciting guest could be, so not yet. Well, outside of this, we can do more movie related content, more movies because, like, we've only done a handful, a small, we can hear on one hand the amount of movies we've actually done. We did this, we did Muppets, we did Y Python, we did, we done any other movies. I don't think so. I, I've always said to you, if we have some kind of like contest which you will eventually lose, I'll make you review Mr. Nanny. I don't want to watch Mr. Nanny. Alright? How about Suburban Commando? I've watched, I've watched the Commando, Suburban Commando years ago. Would you watch it again? No. Why? E- even, even if it has Christopher Lloyd Lo- yeah. in it. Do you know what we're going to do to you? Let me guess. You're going to drag and you're going to beat the crap out of me. What are you nuts? This is the nineties. We're gonna sue you. Or Christopher, I was frozen today. But <laughs> well, we are gonna definitely gonna do more movie reviews in the future. Which trust you, that's our twenty twenty two promise. More yeah. movie reviews. More movie and by the way, you can say all you want about Mr. Nanny. Nothing made me and my mother laugh more when I was a little kid than the bit with the big German guy coming in when when Hogan was in a fucking tutu <laughs> and the guy goes Look. It's a big girly man. <laughs> or the bit with the little, the little black woman who went and did, was a little housekeeper woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he annoys her. And he's like, she's like, you gotta stick in there. Suck it up. And he goes over, he goes like that to her fucking food mixer. And he's like, I've been sucking it up. And, mm-hmm. and she takes the, the spatula and she's like, here, have some more. And slaps him right in the dome with it. Anyway. We're going to do different more film movies. Eventually, we're going to come back with an eclectic escapade about uh, a bug's life. Woo. Sometime down the line. With uh, the glorious day of how you pierce the stick insect. Yes. But this was a hell of a movie. Even without Kelsey Grammar, it's a hell of a film to talk about. It really is. It really is. And Used to a uh, completely identical. <laughs> we, sure I could get you a Bob and Toy Story 3. But we... Uh, well, I don't think they did the outtakes in Toy Story 1. They think they started with Bugs Life. They do it in Bugs Life and then in this yeah. as well. It is a 2 movie, but it's not a Bugs Life 2. <laughs> what is it? Action! They do it in Bugs Life where uh, like, Hopper is brought back up. Oh, oh god, there's a camera bug. Did I ruin the tank? <laughs> do I look funny to you? Yes. yes! I will be in my trailer. 
we'll be back with that. But next week, I believe, is going to be a review of In Your House, It's Time. Back to the wrestling side of things. Hurrah, and then the get f- to see Bret Hart annoyed. And then the following week, we're going to be talking more Frasier stuff. So back with Kills Grammar in a couple of weeks' time. Woo-hoo! Yes. I like that. Paul <laughs> <laughs> is clearly drunk, and I think I am as well. And we hope you enjoy this, and we hope you'll follow along with our other content on Twitter, on Twitter at SP Rambling, on Rogue Underscore Opinions, because we're on there for you as well. Facebook, first flash. You can tell he's drunk, you can hardly get a fucking sentence out. I'm trying not to burp in the middle of a sentence. Ah. Facebook.com, forward slash Rambling Podcast. Also get me on Twitter, personally, at SkullMcCloud1996. Don't be a dick about it. Pause them on Twitter, because we don't trust them. Uh, you can also find us on all good Android podcast sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Please give us a like, rating, review on your platform of choice. Let us know if you enjoy this kind of content from us, because we, we do, I would say, a lot of work. We do a certain amount of work behind it, and then get drunk and piss it all away. We do, we do. We, we do. We hope you enjoy it, though. We hope you enjoy it, because that's the important at the end of the day. But, you know, for me and Paul, we will say thank you for enjoying another eclectic escapade, and we will see you next time. Hurrah! Hurrah.